so when you see the ball cream uh, pop up on the you know what the purchase thing you'll know it's me I will think of you and your testicles mate <laughs> thanks uh... <laughs> Hello and thank you for listening to episode 175 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave and this is the entertainment show for April, May and June 2019, which of course means primed and ready to double dip with me once again. It's Chris. Hello everybody. Hello. How are you, Dave? I'm okay. I'm looking forward to a bit of a chat and a damn good dipping with you. Oh God, I can't. I, I always look forward to the dippings. I miss them when we don't do them, because um, it's been a while, hasn't it? But then, as we said on the ABC show, which you uh, kindly joined us on, which was brilliant. Um, it, it, you know, it's just life gets in the way a little bit sometimes, and you know, we have to do some real life shit before we can enjoy ourselves. Exactly. Don't we? Yeah. Um, we went quiet, I, didn't we? We went quiet on all shows for ages. Yeah. Um, but I think we're more than making up for it. I just looked before we started recording and this is the fifth show recorded in a week. I was just going to say, we are, have made up for it uh, in a crazy way, haven't we? And mm. I was going to say as well that I do include real life shit as going away with my family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, because that can be fucking stressful. Tell <laughs> uh, It's one I say, you know, if you've got uh, children, particularly, t you know, young children, I've got a two year old and a seven year old. Uh, it's it's you, it, you don't really have a holiday. You know what I mean? It's like you go away, but you, you don't. In you know, it's stressful. It can yeah. be stressful. Yeah. Did you so, did you keep them busy though? Uh, well, there's only so long, I suppose, you can keep them tied up for before they start getting <laughs> agitated. So uh, no, it was, it was fine. I mean, we went to Blackpool for a, a couple of nights, I think it was, and uh, yeah, you know. So we've got some of the holidays planned, but uh, it's just you know trying to let your hair down when you've got kids. It's hard yeah, work. It is. But I'm not complaining, you know, too much. <laughs> I've just thought as well, if there's anybody new listening to us and wondering what the fuck we were talking about when we're saying having a good dip in together, that, Ooh, yeah, yeah they've not got a clue. They're probably thinking, oh, I've stumbled upon the right podcast. Here. Yes. And <laughs> eagerly looking for the video version as we speak. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. that was something that we have to maybe look at in the future is, is doing video podcasts. I mean, I'm sitting here in my shorts right now. People will get to see my lovely milk bottle legs um <laughs> although i do have a 60 minutes with t-shirt on believe it or not i'm not do making you? that up i do i do it's the one that you got me before we uh, sort of dabble start to dabble into the the um you know the apparel market and <laughs> people could buy stuff from us and, yes. well not from us but you know what i mean yeah from one of our subsidiaries we'll be releasing a 60 minutes with catalog soon and then you know going back like to our youths and people can you know open up the lingerie page and see us in, in various forms of lingerie <laughs> <laughs> this isn't something i'm aware of but i, I you know i'll, I'll try well, anything yeah. you're, you're like you just said your milk bottle legs um clad in some sort of fishnet stockings with 60 minutes with logo on them who, who wouldn't want to buy that come on 
Oh god, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, or a Willy Warmer, I could do that. <laughs> sixty minutes with you might only get the sixty on, but <laughs> you know, we sort of might have to make up the rest of the team to get the the minutes with. Yeah, but actually, that's a good idea. I could wear the sixty. You could wear the minutes with. Oh no, not the min, not the with, just the minutes. I mean, I'm, I don't want to give you too much credit here. <laughs> and then uh, Adam or Ben or uh, oh, Tina, she could have the with part. You know, yeah, yeah. we could all stand next to each other and pose with it be quite a good uh, good way to sell stuff i guess yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> you know or make people sick who knows yeah either way either way it's all good fun so but you know are you okay apart from you know being away from the podcast and stuff yeah yeah just sort of like you enjoying uh this nice weather we've got at the moment i too i'm sat in shorts um with with my milk bottle legs out <laughs> the, jo- the joys of being british uh with permanently white legs all the time yes white legs and knobbly knees yeah yeah and that t-shirt tan that you get you know what i mean because yeah. <laughs> you're, sell- you're not selling us very well dave i'm not am i <laughs> it's national market you know no and i was ta- i was talking before we went on air about how i'm back in the gym because you know I've got wobbly bits that I never even had bits before. And it's, yeah, that, it would not be a pretty sight. Maybe that 60 minutes with lingerie might not be a good idea, especially if I'm going to model it. Mm. Maybe a string vest, but uh, something like that, you know. Yeah. Or, uh... Although, isn't isn't like a dad bod, is that still one of the in things that, you know? I, I think so. I think people have sort of started to move away from, you know, the whole chiseled look, you know, and mm. six pack and all that kind of stuff. And to actual real life people uh, that, you know, aren't movie stars or models and all that sort of stuff, which is is us really, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're ideal for prime candidates for that kind of stuff. The dad bod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I've got, even though it's been ages that we've not recorded i've pared it down mate i've really pared it down to i've got two tv i've got two documentaries i've got one movie and then i've got the double dip you're joking seriously and i've got a, a few things before we even get onto the tv though wow see i've been sort of like keeping a list of things from when the you know after we did our last show hmm. i always keep a list of things because otherwise i'll forget uh so i've got fucking loads but nice. i am gonna sort of like condense a few of them I'm, I'll, I'll mention stuff like games of thrones but i ain't gonna talk about it for long because it's fucking boring now i think people have just had enough of talking about it it's just so i'll, I'll just give throw in my you know two pence uh, on it that's all and uh but now i've got some good stuff to yeah. be fair uh and i, I suddenly the double dip i'm fresh out on the double dip so i watched them last night and the night before so they're fresh in my mind, oh. which is something I have to do as I'm getting older. You know, <laughs> I did. I did. So I, I mean, I do what, what you do. I wrote down from hello. what we last recorded, and Ooh, um, I wrote hello, 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 hello. Oh no, something's happened. Oh no, have I lost you, Dave? I can't hear hello. you. Hello, hello, hello. I can't hear you. We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. And we are back after whatever type of edit I just did because fucking Skype. (laughs) Yeah, I was saying it's all looks so good. You know, the update looks really shiny and nice. But it's a shame that the pissing thing still doesn't work. Um, 
I don't know what's going on. What? Why is Skype so shit, Dave? Wait, can we just ask people? Yeah, yeah. Answers on a postcard, please. Does anybody else like you know maybe podcasts uh, have these problems? I mean, I speak to my friend from New Zealand, you know, with video Skype, and it's fine, you know. And I'm talking to you uh, with audio, and it, it's just yeah. anyway crazy. I shouldn't I shouldn't complain too much because Skype did save the day with the ABC show, didn't it? So um, <laughs> it did yeah. Whereas Google Hangouts was at fault then. Bastard technology. Good this is the God. thing about, you know, this Google Stadia and everything, uh, just changing the subject slightly, you know, oh, you know, it's going to be amazing. 4K gaming, 60 frames a second, all this, that and the other. Skype doesn't even fucking work. <laughs> You're just at the mercy, not only of the internet, but of the software too. It's, yeah. oh my God, the amount of... You know, we, we've been podcasting, what, seven years, and the amount of times we've said the words fucking Skype is just unbelievable. Seven years. Oh, my God, that's yeah, it. Yeah, it is Isn't a it? bit. Yeah. Wow. You, you had zero children, mate. Remember those days? Oh, God. <laughs> I was happy. I got no grey hair. <laughs> oh, it's now. Anyway, where were we? I've no idea. I remember you mentioned Game of Thrones, and then sort of things went a bit tits up, didn't ah. they? Yeah, that's that's probably right. Actually, that you know, the internet's probably thought, "Oh God, not some more moaning bastard talking yeah. about Game of Thrones." That's so, it. fuck it, fuck it. I'm not going to even bother talking about Game of Thrones. I've deleted it now from my little list. It's gone. <laughs> so look, internet, please, please yeah. don't disappear again. You know, sorry, Skype or whoever's listening to this call. You know, the you know MI6 or CIA or whatever, President Putin. I won't mention <laughs> Game of Thrones anymore. Okay, it's gone. I'm not even going to talk about it. It's gone. I have literally clicked on the X on the 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 IMDb thing, so it's gone. Do you think people do listen to like listen in on Skype calls? But the thing is, well, I've no doubt that, that, that yes, that probably is the case, and Google do it, and you know Microsoft do it, and all the other big companies do it. But it's like, well, just listen to the bloody podcast. We've got nothing to hide. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's fine. You know what I mean? But anyway, mm -hmm. so, yeah, I won't mention that again. Okay. We'll mention it right at the end and then just see if it cuts off, just for yeah. some sort of conspiracy theorists out there, <laughs> just to be safe. Yeah. I, I, I think Game of Thrones has, has tried to kill the internet recently, but the, uh, sorry, I've mentioned it again. <laughs> it's like, I feel like Basil Fawlty. Don't mention the war. That's it. Don't. Don't mention that, that program. I won't mention that. No. That. no. Anyway. Um, okay. I've got quite a lot. Sorry, I've got mo I've got movies, I've got TV shows, I've mm -hmm. got I've got a documentary. Um, uh, but that's again, that's just a quickie, really, just a bit of an because you know you make recommendations to me, so I then spend some of my time watching the things that you've already talked about. So I'm not going to talk about them overly, but just sort of give you a bit, yeah. bit of an update. Oh, good. There you go. Um, well, before we get onto like any TV stuff or and films and all of that, I've got a couple of podcasts. Oh, oh yeah, one that I've so, oh, excuse me. I've got a glass of Vimto in it. A little bit of it just came up the back of my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everybody wanted to know that. Uh, oh, I, love, I love Vimto. Oh yeah, it's not good a second time. Don't never. Here's top tip: no. mate, never regurgitate a little bit of Vimto and then swallow it again. <laughs> but uh, see, I'm a bit of an idiot because I call it Vimto. I just I don't know why. It's like hamsters. I call them hamsters. Some. <laughs> I just add the per onto it for no reason other than, you know, okay, uh, my wife, she tells me off. She says, it's not got a per in it. 
but actually. I think it sounds good though. Vimp toe. Yeah. Vimp toe. Vimp yeah. toe. Yeah. An idiot, but you know, maybe it'll catch on. Maybe, knows? yeah, maybe you should, you should uh, start your own knockoff version of it and call it Vimpato. Vimpato, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, podcast, yeah. Uh, Best Movies Never Made, it is called. And I think they're currently up to, it's probably around episode 10 or 11. Uh, a couple of guys uh, in the movie business, one of them, some people may take this as a positive or a negative, uh, wrote the new Sonic movie, um, but they have got a lot of connections in the biz, as it was. Mm. And it is, I mean, it is it is what the, the name of the show is, the best movies never made. It talks about films that never got made, some maybe that got up to the production stage, some that were just scripts. And as um, they have some great guests. Adam Rifkin is a brilliant guest on it. He talks about his unmade Planet of the Apes sequel, and this is going back, obviously, before the the three that have, you know, the last three that were made, the, before the Tim Burton one. Uh, this would have been after the last proper, inverted commas, um, Planet of the Apes film. Uh, and he also talks about his unmade uh, Masters of the Universe film. Uh, Neil Jordan's on there. Um, so they have great guests talking about it. So fascinating. And they also talk between them because they're all, you know, like I said, in the business. They're very knowledgeable, really nice to listen to, lighthearted. You know, it's not, you know, an academic chat by any means. They have a laugh between them. And the last one that came out, I just finished listening to it the other day. It was part three of these unmade Spider-Man films. Uh, and the story of... Spider-Man, the amount of different versions of scripts that went on, going back into the 70s and and I think even before then, uh, and how Cor- Roger Corman had it and this, that and the other was was made and it's a really good podcast if you love movies and hopefully people listening to this like movies, um, I would highly recommend Best Movies Never Made. I think they mm. release a show once every two weeks and they're usually about an hour-ish long so it's you know it's not a huge time sink that you're committing yourself to and again like any podcast well most podcasts not time sensitive you know if you haven't got time to listen to it in that two weeks keep it for the next time that you're ready it's good that, that sounds awesome i'm looking at their website now and uh dead space based on the the video game i'd imagine that is um that would be cool freddy versus jason versus oh that's a cracking Ash. one yeah oh that's a good one yeah wow that would be amazing That'd be awesome. Yeah, um, really good stories. Oh, wicked! I'll, I'll subscribe to that. It sounds awesome. It sounds mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, cool. Uh, and then the second one, of course, our good friends Alan and Walt, the the Wilder rides. They're coming towards the end as we record season two, which is about Blazing Saddles. And uh, me, Ben, Tina were guests on it. We did what six episodes between us. Um, and if you don't know what the Wilder ride is by now, we do mention them quite a lot because they're well worth mentioning. Take a few minutes and have a listen to Alan from The Wilder Ride to tell you all about it right now. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Be still, Taggart, be still. Yes, sir. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient nodes of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. Ditto. Ditto. Ditto, you provincial 
Welcome, everyone, to The Wilder Ride, bringing you our second season, where we are breaking down the film Blazing Saddles, one minute of the movie at a time. You know the one we're talking about, right? The story of a black railroad worker who is appointed to be the first black sheriff of Rock Ridge? It'll never work. They'll kill him dead one day. One day is all we'll need to secure your name in the annals of Western history. Along the way, Bart joins up with an unlikely ally, cooling his heels in the drunk tank. Are we awake? We are not sure. Are we black? Yes, we are. Then we're awake. But we're very puzzled. His name is Jim, but most people call him Jim. But he used to go by another name. I don't know if you ever heard of me before, but I used to be called the Waco Kid. The Waco Kid. He had the fastest hands in the West. In the world. Together, they do battle against the forces of Hedy Lamar. Hedley. Mongo. Mongo only pawn in game of life. Lily von Stuck. Would you care for another Schnitzengruben? And Taggart's band of nefarious rough riders. Piss on you. I'm working for Mel Brooks. I'm Alan Sanders, and joining me as co-host is Walt Murray. We invite everyone to find our daily podcast, The Wilder Ride, and give us a listen on your podcatcher of choice. We'd also encourage you to join our Facebook listeners group at facebook.com forward slash The Wilder Ride, where you will be greeted with the laurel and hearty handshake. And if you missed season one, Young Frankenstein, give that one a binge listen as well. Finally, if you'd like to support the show, we'd encourage you to visit our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash the wilder ride and consider subscribing we have several tiers of support each with their own additional rewards and everything can be found in one place by simply going to our website thewilderride.com you can learn more about us our seasons and our guests enjoy being with us on the wilder ride and now let's get back to the program 60 minutes with And that was Alan, the lovely voice. He's so slick. He's got a great he's, radio uh, voice. He knows what he's doing. Because he does, he does a lot of radio in America. He's broadcast, like, you know, across America. And he is so professional and knows what he's doing, unlike us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I listened to um, to Alan uh, late night. Uh, it was probably about six weeks ago now. That a, a big report had just come out about, you know, the uh, the president and whether he colluded yeah, yeah. with the Russians and everything. And I stayed up late and I listened to him. And because, you know, I, list, I like listening to American radio anyway, because uh, I don't know, it's just it, it's cool listening to the the adverts. And, you know, although I may not get some of the references uh, for the people and everything else, you know, if you're talking about a lot of poli- politics or whatever, um, I still like listening to it. I listen to uh, BBC Five Live and they... Uh, they have a show called Up All Night between one and five in the morning, I think it is. And, um, you know, if I'm awake or if I'm, I can't sleep, I'll listen to it because they have a lot of American content on there, you know. So uh, so it's great. And like you're right, he's got an amazing voice, hasn't he? He's, oh, God, uh, yeah. He's superb. So and the Wild of Ride is a fantastic podcast and uh, I highly recommend people check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're my two podcast recommendations for this episode. I have got again before we get if you want to start with TV first maybe I have and I've been meaning to talk about this for quite a while YouTube okay oh. over I'd say 18 months now 
I've been finding myself using YouTube more and more every day in the way of, you know, subscribing to certain channels. And then it's before it's now it's like before I watch the news in the morning, I'll check YouTube first and mm. to the little bit of this, you know, the channels that you subscribe to and check on there, whatever's new, because obviously you're only going to subscribe to something that you're interested in. So, if, you know, I've got the usual shit with Kiss and Pittsburgh Steelers and video game stuff and, you know, all of that. Uh, but I found one YouTube channel and Tina will completely <laughs> back me up on this. That I became a, I become a little bit obsessed with it, mate, watching, catching up with the videos, because this guy's been doing it for about a year um, and he's subscribers i think he's, he's getting close to a million now hmm. uh, and when he started obviously there wasn't many and it's like a travel blog it's him traveling the world a lot of it's like in russia and the eastern Bloc and uh, india he goes to a lot and it's called uh, bald and bankrupt okay and right. it's just him this little, you know middle-aged guy by himself walking around with his camera he is so watchable, mate. He is so what he's really funny. Uh but he goes, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't book anywhere in advance. He'll go to one of the remotest parts of, I don't know, Moldova and just get on a bus and go, Well, that sounds a good place, let's have a look what's there. And it could anything could be happening. And then he'll go and he's he's, he's quite fearless in a way. You know, I've seen him in places and he goes, oh, this is like the roughest part of town. Let's have a look in the underground here. And you're thinking, fucking hell, don't go in there. But he's a really nice guy as well. He chats to everybody. Um, he's found, he went into like the radiation zone close to Chernobyl. And there was this, oh, this poor guy. He was like, he was an alcoholic and he was by himself and he was living in an area where he shouldn't live. And there was just him. And it's what was, I call it a house, but you know, it was just, a few walls and a bit of a roof and he was living in you know virtual squalor but he was happy you know he didn't want anybody else around him and then bald he calls himself because he doesn't want anybody to know his real name but you can find that out easily um yeah he went back he went to a shop and he bought him vodka and a load of food and everything and brought it to him you know he's a really nice guy he's really entertaining he's got that certain something for me that's you know he's very watchable and he's really um as well as being funny, he's really informative. So you go into these places and you're finding out shit that you just normally wouldn't know. Mm. Uh, and the episodes, they, they they range from like five minutes to like half an hour. So I've just been going through a backlog of all of his stuff. Trips to India, like I say, Moldova and bloody everywhere. And there's, there's some really, really good stuff. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the YouTube channel that I am uh, watching more, way more than any other. Mm. I'm just looking now. Um, like you said, he's got 810,000 subscribers, mm -hmm. and that one, that f the first one that's come up, it's had like uh, quite a lot of views. Inside the Belarus Chernobyl zone, um, yeah. and I'm j I mean, I've got it on silent, and I, you know, I'm just kind of fast forwarding through it. And like you said, he's he's having dinner with them, and uh, you know, he's like you said, got them some vodka, gives oh, them yeah. some money. So, he gets pissed. Yeah. He gets pissed with the locals so many times. It's hilarious. <laughs> he really does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i mean he's got a lot of people um mm. watching his stuff like oh, two two and a half million and yeah mm, well that's, that'll be one that i'll add to my subscription yeah. as well. like you i'm saying to you i've got a lot of people that i'll uh you know i'll watch uh, i've got subscriptions with various people all that kind of stuff um but yeah that's a that's a cool one i like that mm -hmm. 
awesome uh yeah that's it before we get on to the usual you know tv documentaries movies and whatever fantastic uh well, shall i just kick off with a, a, an update really more than anything else because of uh you put me onto it so mm. i guess tell people where i'm at with it so I've, we've watched the fourth series of uh friday night dinner uh and it's <laughs> it's pro- probably one of my favorite tv shows my, one of my favorite comedies for sure it's just consistently brilliant every episode is fantastic uh an amazing cast you know a, a, a just and one a person that we'll talk about um paul ritter who features in something else that i'll probably talk about (laughs) (laughs) who plays the dad um but yeah it's oh it's so good and i'm just looking now for series five i can't find it because uh it's on netflix and uh you know was it e4 or you know places like that so people get help but it is i think it's just you know every episode is is like laugh out loud funny something happens in it that is is genuinely really funny yeah it's stuff you can relate to as well isn't it yeah oh, it's so good but uh yeah so friday night dinner it's just uh mm. just thought i'd give people a little update say so, yeah. now tv i think they're still all on now tv oh cool yeah very good yeah i shall i'll uh, watch the the latest series then are they going to do another one do you know i've i don't know i hope so i haven't I heard anything so. yet yeah, oh, that'd be brilliant. So, yeah, there's some really good stuff. Um, it's, it is TV, but I don't know if you wanted to save it for later because it's a biggie. But uh, Chernobyl, have you got that on your list of things? I knew you'd, I knew you'd have it on your list, mate. So I didn't put it. On. Ah, okay. okay. <laughs> so yeah, the big t- one of the, well, I suppose the big TV show, um, you know, which in some ways made up for the other thing, which I'm not going to mention. Um, <laughs> you know, kind of just coming out and. That was that, you know what I mean? Uh, it was Chernobyl. Um, it's on Sky Atlantic, although, you, you know, you can, so you mentioned you can watch it on Now TV, which is how I watched it. Um, and it's, you recently wrote, a re- well, this week, you wrote a review of it, didn't you, for the mm-hmm. website? Yeah. Because uh, it's due out in July. Uh, I think, they, are they going to release it, streaming it first, then there's going to yeah. be physical copies uh, yeah. available? Streaming, uh, then DVD, and then Blu-ray. Um, it... What, what can you say? I was so probably too young. I mean, I would have been ten when uh, when it happened. So in April 1986. So yeah, I've been ten years old. So I'd have been none the wiser, to be quite honest with you. I was more interested in watching Star Wars and you know playing with my action force toys <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So I I would have had no idea that this was happening. So it's something that I've become aware of, I suppose, as as time has gone on. Um, you know, uh, and it's featured in various movies and and different things like that. But uh, this TV show is so well received and critically acclaimed, and you know people are talking about it. So we, we watched it five episodes uh, between an hour and an, an hour and twelve minutes each. Uh, and Kay and I sat down. We watched it in a period of well, I think three nights. We watched two episodes, you know, uh, per day, and then we watched the final episode because we didn't want to. It was late, you know. Although we wanted to watch it, we thought yeah. well, we enjoy this, so we well well enjoy <laughs> as best <laughs> as you can. People having the you know their faces melted off. Um, but it. It's it's I like that your review is spot on. It, you know, it it tells you the the beginning, middle and end. I guess of you know the how it started, uh, you know how people dealt with the the you know the disaster and then the aftermath of it. Uh, and it's 
it's one of those things and we'll talk about it with the double dips as well i i love the fact that you know when you watch something like this and yes there's a certain amount of uh dramatization you know because they have to you know i suppose with uh with tv and movies you know it has to be entertaining as much as anything else uh but at the same time i loved all of the uh, the real life footage of the people that were involved somehow made it obviously it's based on a real event but it somehow made it more real if that makes sense it, 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 do you know what I mean like um, and it's just the it's a great cast uh, you know I mentioned Jared Harris um, uh, who plays uh, Valery Legasov who's sort of like the, the, the guy they bring in to help sort it all out you know this this disaster um stellan skarsgård um emily watson paul ritter as i mentioned it's essentially a, a main a british cast isn't it it you is know? yeah which it's not a criticism as such but i think it was it, uh, it and i wouldn't even say it was majorly distracting uh, and it's just probably me and feel free to call me a twat if you want to uh i'm sure people will but it's kind of like because it's a british cast but they're calling each other obviously russian names and stuff like that and then you've got finchy from the office who turns up uh, <laughs> and, you, and uh you're kind of expecting him to sort of like you know throw a shoe over a house or something yeah. like that. It, it's just a bit i was like kind of that's just me though it's my weird yeah. brain and, um, and and somebody uh like pour it to say shit on it whenever... oh that's exactly what yeah <laughs> <Isn't it>? <laughs> <laughs> he plays uh the guy who essentially helps to fuck things up you know? uh, and he's not a very nice person you know it's such a weird uh sort of like you know uh i don't want to say juxtaposition because that makes me sound like a twat because but it's sort of like seeing him in friday night dinner where he is a, a bumbling kind of you know idiot in a, a lot of ways and then seeing him in this where he's a horrible horrible person yeah. he's vile and but then when the shit hits the fan and obviously you know the reactor um goes into sort of like meltdown or whatever and i did expect him to go shit on it you know (laughs) (laughs) which is like i suppose if you watch friday night dinner you'll know exactly what i'm talking about um but yeah i mean he's great in it you know it's just a great cast i love stellan skarsgård anyway you know but jared harris is so good and um it's um again your review spot on as as it is uh, you know most of the time and if not all the time in as much as that it's very very hard to watch there's a lot of um horrible stuff happening uh and not just to the humans but mm. to the the, uh, the area afterwards you know because obviously they have, they have to clear the radioactive zone of the people and the animals that was a fun episode oh, God, uh, yeah. let's let's, it, <laughs> let's go and shoot dogs jeez that was yeah cool. Uh, and it was kind of, but it's ultimately quite uplifting as well. Um, but in a lot of ways, very depressing because of the, 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 the you know, the, even now to this day, the, the Russian government sort of like, you know, essentially deny that a lot of what has happened. And, uh, you know, in terms of the people that were affected, not just the people that died, but, you know, the, the aftermath with all of the the cancer um, rates and everything going through the roof, the deaths as a, indirect results of it all happening and um but it's stunning i mean it really is a stunning piece of work you know i mean you're watching it and you're thinking god this looks amazing i mean i I just i was thinking where the hell are they filming this it's like they're filming it it's it almost feels documentary like it does yeah yeah you know it just feels like that it it almost feels like it's they they have brought it to life and 
all fair play to everybody involved you know the uh, the creator the the the, the actors it's just it's a stunning piece of work really it's it's deserving of the uh praise that it gets and it's getting that final episode where um um uh, harris is breaking down you know essentially for a lay person sort of explaining how a nuclear reactor works yeah yeah so good oh that was brilliant and it just you know almost like forensically kind of breaking down you know how it all happened and everything by the minute and then flashing back to us oh brilliant brilliant show and it's what again it's one of those again uh that Kay is a as i look at her as a benchmark for uh whether something is good or not because as i've mentioned before she likes light fluffy things you know kind of princesses and disney and all that kind of stuff <laughs> so this is totally out of her comfort i mean she gave up on game of thrones because it was too much for her violence wise and all that kind of stuff she kind of gave up on it she was like she was into it but she just didn't she didn't, couldn't get in, in, into all the violence and everything and, and didn't want to but so whereas with this i think maybe because it was based on more real life issues and things like that that have happened she was she was into it and she she stuck with it you know um so yeah that's i think that's a sign of a good mm. show um yeah yeah i thought your thoughts on it it's yeah i mean like you mate i just echo what you said it was it was um it was grip it's gripping television and i think a real plus point of it is even though you know what's going to happen as it in the in the in the part of it it's the lead up to the reactor going you know what's going to happen. You know, you know. Oh, you know, there's going to be no miracle, and somebody's going to press a button, and it's all going to stop. You know exactly what's going to happen. It is still so tense, and you're watching it, thinking, "Fucking hell, shit!" You know, it's it's one of those that you grip in the seat, um, and it's so it is. And one of the words used in the review was just like heartbreaking. It's mm. it's so um, when you see the the people that did give their lives to help save many more lives you know what these people did true it was a lot of it was you've got to do this you know or else it's the you know the the usual story of you know the people at the top who fuck everything up and then everybody below them well they've got to clear the mess up mm-hmm. you know that's yeah. always the bloody way isn't it um but it did. I mean, it looked stunning. It sounded stunning. The acting was just superb across the board, uh, and for something that was so grim to watch, some of the stuff that's happening is just like it. It just kept you locked to the screen. Um, the last time I watched anything near this was with Threads way back, like in the eighties when that came out. Mm. You know, the when nuclear bombs were dropped, and it was on in Sheffield, and that was grim television. Uh, well, I think this has surpassed it definitely for a topic that is, you know, not happy, cheery topic, of course, but just keeps you watching all the way through, you know, and for me as well, TV series, even though it was only, what, five episodes, uh, I I just wanted it to carry on. It, it, mm-hmm. You know, it really got me in its grip. Yeah, yeah, spot on. Really was spot on. So, uh, yes, uh, another plaudit to add to its its credits list of plaudits. You know, so mm. there you go. That's all my TV stuff. Oh, I've got two TV things. Uh, both of them on Netflix. Uh, the first one, it's an eleven part series. Each episode's only about 45, 50 minutes, and it's called One Strange Rock. 
Uh, it has Will Smith as its host. Uh, and it takes it, you know, like we have programs over here in the UK, you know, like, well, they broadcast worldwide, you know, like Blue Planet and mm. um, the BBC excel at them, especially, you know, all these like nature things. Well, this one, it looks at the planet as a whole. It looks into things like, you know, how rain's formed, oxygen. It looks at everything. Let's say Will Smith hosts it. The glue of it all is these eight astronauts that talk through it as well because they've had a unique view of this one strange rock you know they've been in space and looked down on it and this is a series where it will take you through every emotion you'll you'll you know there'll be certain parts of it and you'll be laughing there'll be other bits and it's just like really tugs at your heartstrings and it's you know getting a bit teary watching it um parts of it you're sort of feeling oh fuck you know a bit hopeless for the world but then there's other bits where it's uplifting and you think no there is hope for the world it is it's another one of those and this is like 11 episodes i could have done with 11 more it, really oh my god mate it is so engrossing and we learned so much it's another one of those where you go well i never knew that <laughs> when you're watching <laughs> it but it is it's um the addition of these astronauts is absolutely inspired because and the, and the end episode the end episode that's the tearjerker oh my god that's really emotional when you're listening to the astronauts talking uh, and it does make you look at everything different and it does also make you look at yourself a little bit different you know not in a way you know you're like this insignificant speck of dust that's here in the blink of an eye in time all that kind of stuff um but it does it does sort of change the way that you look at things um so as well as being extremely entertaining it's really informative as well and mm. it's it's an easy watch it's um you know we just talked about chernobyl and it's like oh god that was gripping in a totally different way this um this yeah i would highly recommend it one strange rock mm, fantastic i'll just check that one out mm -hmm. uh, and the other one that's on netflix it's only a two-part series but both episodes are just over two hours long. So, uh, and this, we just devoured this in two nights. Uh, it's called The Circus. And it is, it's, it looks at the history of the circus uh, in America, how it begins in the 1800s. And especially in the early years, of course, there's not a lot of video footage. A lot of it is photographs and narration. Uh, and you'd think, well, looking at you know, looking at a lot of photographs with somebody talking over them doesn't sound so great. Again, it's another one of these we just couldn't take our eyes off the screen. Mm. Oh, and there's some brilliant stories, obviously uh, about P.T. Barnum, about the Ringling Brothers, about a few others. Oh, and and the um, that human story of stuff that happens, people aspiring for the dreams and getting it, and then being dashed, and this happening, and the way that um, you know animals came into it and then went out of out of it and the way that it spread across America and, you know, how train tracks and everything changed it and the different acts that came in and, oh, it's really, really good, really good. Mm. Mm. Is, is, is anybody in that of a note or...? Uh, no, is, no, it was just, you know, of the, well, I say of no, of the old circus people like P.T. Barnum and that people that would be familiar with, but um, apart from that, no, I can't even remember. I don't think there's even any... Um, famous person narrating it mm. um, but it is you know and you think oh, two hours each each episode is a bit much I, again it just went by in a flash mate it was really good oh cool awesome 
There's a, I can't remember, oh, I'm trying to think what it's called, it's no good. Um, but my mate was telling me about a show that's on Netflix at the minute, so how good it is, based on real life events of uh, some um, black youths that were jailed for a rape that they didn't commit. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, I, I think I saw the trailer for that, yeah. Yeah, it's no good because people aren't going to know what we're talking about, and I don't want to type rape into my uh, search engine. <laughs> type type black rape into it, and then see what comes up. There. <laughs> black rape oh, youths, God. young young rape. <laughs> Go on, type young rape into your search engine oh, and see God. how long it is before the police knock on your door. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> going did... going back to if anybody is listening to this Skype episode, jeez. I, uh, yeah, I do worry sometimes that, you know, if I have a little look, if the, if the missus is out and I'm a bit bored or I've got, you know, a bit of free time for five minutes, I'll have a little look, a little see if there's anything. Not but rape, I should point out. <laughs> you know, if, any, uh, if I have a little little look on Pornhub or whatever, just <laughs> keep my keep my hand in, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> you know, but then it, it pops up. It's very distracting, and Google should stop doing this. It says, Google have changed their privacy policies. Do you want to read it? And I was like, oh, God, so they're watching me. But I don't care. <laughs> the urges take over. It's too late now. It's too <laughs> late. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> um, yeah, do, do you want to take over then? Because that's my TV stuff done. Yeah, I've got a couple of uh, couple of quickies really. I mean, these are available on Sky Movies at the moment, um, and they're they're kind of a, a much of a muchness. They're very different movies, but they, you know, they, so there's uh, Skyscraper starring The Rock. Oh, yeah, and uh, The Meg starring Jason Statham. Mm. The reason why I mentioned them together is because they are both. Chinese productions they seem to have had a lot of their money pumped in uh, with Chinese money and there's a few of these that have come out I mean there was that one with um, oh about was it called The Wall uh, it was about uh, oh what's his name fuck this is the my brain's not working that's what I'm distracted by fucking black rape now uh, <laughs> god damn it what was it called um, the, 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 what's his name the Bourne dude um Jason Bourne. Oh, um, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, I can uh, see his face clear as day. His name, million miles are, away. People are screaming at me now. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, yeah. um, Ben Affleck's mates, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's type that into Google. Oh my God, up. people again, first time listeners. I thought these, I thought these guys knew what they were talking about. Ben Affleck's mate. Yeah. Matt Damon. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, Matt Damon. Yes. God. So there you go. See, all you gotta do is type in Ben Affleck's mate, and it cockpit pops up. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, um, so yeah, he did that film, and that was a, a lot of money. Chinese money pumped in. That was about the uh, Great Wall of China, I think. I haven't seen that one because it looks shy. Yeah, so. same here. Uh, I was, I was, I like The Rock, I, I, or Dwayne Johnson. Uh, he's not called The Rock anymore, is he? Uh, but you know, I like. I like Dwayne Johnson. He's, you know, very charismatic. I used to watch wrestling, so he was in that as The Rock, you know. And uh, you could tell then he's obviously very charismatic. And, you know, his movie career, I think, has gone from strength to strength, I think it's fair to say, isn't it? You know, he's he's very watchable, very likable. Um, I, I, I haven't watched Jumanji yet, but I do want to watch that. Um, but, you know, some of the other films, they're a lot of fluff, aren't they? You know, things like um, San Andreas and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it 
it's entertaining fluff. Do you know what I mean? And and I thought, well, you know, what can what can go wrong about a guy with one leg? You know, and he's trying to rescue his family from a, a burning skyscraper. Um, and it, it's all right, you know. It's not. I don't think it's as entertaining as San Andreas, but it's um, it's entertaining enough. And um, have you seen this? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Of course. I love stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess you you know you kind of look at things like disaster movies, the Terroring Inferno, and all that kind of stuff. So you know it's about this high tech um, skyscraper. He's a well, he was a um, he, he was either in the counterterrorism unit. I forget now it was a while since I've seen it. Or you know, but anyway, he got involved in an accident and he he lost his leg, and now he's a security consultant. His family go and stay in a, this skyscraper, and then you know various nef- nefarious things happen and. Um, and it gets on fire, and he has to save the day. And and it, it is it's it's daft. Don't get me wrong, it's really daft. But it's it is entertaining, and it's it you know it's fun. Uh, so the Meg, and again, kind of totally different films, but similar in terms of their production and everything else. Um, I was curious with this because again, I like daft kind of you know movies, exploitation movies. Mm b movies whatever you want to call them uh you know piranha i like the the remake of piranha if you want to call it a remake um because it was daft and it was tongue cheek and it was it did i mean you know the last shot of that movie i I think is is somebody's penis float you know (laughs) sinking to the bottom of the the river um so you know i like stuff like deep blue sea and you know obviously jaws but you can't even compare them to jaws because it's, it's you know <laughs> other than it's got a shark in it and it's yeah. set, on, set on the water so yeah he's um an expert at, at uh helping people underwater i'm not exactly sure what his job is anyway he, he does things underwater you know and he's he's shit up and uh so that there, there's this ex- exploration they go beneath the you know the, the, what is it the, the sea wall or something like that they go be, be, to depths that they've never gone to before and uh you know the, the, because they've broken through the temperature um changes and they discover that there's a megalodon which is uh you know is, is still alive and it's there's other species of you know animals and whatever and fish and this megalodon it's uh it it, it gets up to the normal surface of the water and wreaks havoc you know shall we say uh he has to go and rescue people he's got a bit of a troubled history because of uh you know some some stuff happened and he got blamed for it and all that kind of so again similar to skyscraper he got a troubled history you know and reluctant hero and all that kind Mm. of jazz so with this i think what would have helped it i mean it was okay i mean you know it was i like again jason statham he's he plays the same character in every friggin' movie. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But that's not to say he's bad. He's just, I don't think he's as necessarily as charismatic as The Rock. Uh, keep calling him The Rock. He's not The Rock. Uh, Dwayne Johnson. Um, but it's kind of, and again, not, I didn't plan this, but uh, it, it comes to mind that they are going to be starring together in the new sp- uh, Fast and Furious spin-off, aren't they? Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. Sure. Mm. I mean, I kind of, I must admit, I should go back and watch them because I've heard that they are good, uh, you know, again, entertaining uh, nonsense in a lot of ways. But I think I only watched the first three Fast and Furious movies and then kind of oh, checked. Oh, yeah, watch, watch the ones after that, mate. They are they are really entertaining. Are they? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I will, I will, yeah, so, because uh, I know that obviously Dwayne Johnson's been in them and... Um, 
uh, Jason Statham. So, but the trailer to that Hobbs and Shaw looks quite funny, you know. And I think if if they kind of bounce off each other in the way that they do, you know, because Statham's very, you know, dry, you know, and he kind of delivers his one liners like that. Whereas The Rock's, you know, he's very big, bombastic, you know, mm. and all that kind of stuff. So I think that will play off each other quite well. But yeah, I was kind of expecting. I'll say expecting it. I, I was hoping that the Meg would be a bit better than I was, you know, it actually turned out. It's a little bit, it just, it, it was a bit run of the mill. I think it would have benefited from a bit more humour in it and a bit more sort of tongue in cheek as a play. It, it's played quite straight. You know what I mean? And I think the thing is that uh, obviously it's competing against the, the sort of daft movies that, I mean, there has been a, megalodon movie hasn't they you know what i mean and there's, yeah. there's that famous clip where it attacks a lot of people and a, a jet ski swims into its mouth and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. you know and, and I, I think i'd kind of prefer to watch something like that but maybe with a slightly bigger budget as opposed to this which is it it's a, just a bit too straight you know it should have been a bit more well okay we know we're daft but but you know Let's, it's rather than, do you know what I'm saying? Rather than just being sort of like almost being played totally straight. Yeah, I know there was a lot of internet shouting when it came out that they wanted it to be an 18. They wanted it to be more like gory. A lot of people thought it was a bit too tame. And, mm. and I think that originally, I could be wrong, originally it was going to be an 18. And right. then during production, for whatever reason, uh, it got changed to a more sort of family friendly version of it and uh, just tamed it all down and I think that pissed a lot of people off that they wanted this you know hard R rated killer shark movie and they didn't they didn't get that I watched it on the plane last year um, so you know watching it on a small screen is never the best way to watch anything uh, but I enjoyed it for what it was uh, yeah. I knew what I was getting into and I wanted to watch it because, you know, I like, like you, I like Jason Statham and I like shark movies. Um, so, yeah, it was it was fine. But exactly what you said, it, it could have been so much better in many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, I've got a couple. One, I mean, so let's work this out. One, two, three. Three movies left to talk about and Ooh. one documentary. Go do another movie. I've got what have I got? I've got one movie left to talk about and two documentaries. Okay, no. well I shall do this one because it's going to be quick because um, I can't say much about it without giving it away. But I watched, I say I we watched Get Out um, from 2017 mm. uh, by Jordan Peele, who's just released uh, Us, um, which I haven't watched yet, but that's you know supposed to be quite good as well uh and uh yeah i'd heard that this was really good and luckily nobody had spoiled it for me oh, uh, yeah which so i'm not going to say too much but the only thing i will say just to set the plot up is that a guy uh goes to his uh, girlfriend's home for the weekend and that's where i'll leave it uh, don't want <laughs> <laughs> All sorts of stuff happens, but I won't say what I don't want to spoil it for anybody. All I will say about it is it's brilliant. Um, really, uh, it, it reminded me a, a bit of Black Mirror in some ways. Mm -hmm. um, there was there was a bit of that in it. There was a, it, re, it reminded me of um, when you watched 
the sixth sense, uh, sense, sorry, I should say, uh, and uh, not in as much as that they're similar types of movies, but just that this is one of those films that you can watch it once and kind of like, you know, be taken in by it and everything else. But then if you watch it the second time round, because you know what's going to happen, mm. you, you will enjoy it just as much, if not more, because you will actually spot things that you may have yeah. missed or you didn't quite understand the yeah. first time you watched it. Um, but it's it's really good. I mean, it's funny. It's I wasn't expecting it to be quite as funny as it was. And, you know, really chilling as well in a lot of places. Um, the, you know, the... the the actors in it are brilliant. Uh, I, I think you know it, everybody does a great job, and it's it's brilliant. Yeah, it's really really good. Uh, I take it you've seen it then. Yeah, yeah, seen it. And we've watched us as well. And what you said about if you rewatch it and you're going to get more out of it, even though you know what's going to happen, you can see different things and and things that it said on the first viewing didn't make sense would make more sense. Exactly the same thing applies to us as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's 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 a cracking film. It really is, and uh, you know, kind of, uh, I wouldn't necessarily even describe it as a horror film as such, because um, I, I think it's it's kind of been set in that horror sort of like you know genre, I guess. It, there, I mean, it's described as horror mystery th- thriller on IMDb, so I can't go along with that. But yeah, yeah it, it's it is good. It's um, but it's I'll say very funny. Like his mate, you know, was hilarious in. And this is the lead character, you know, his mate who's looking out for him is brilliant. And uh, yeah, totally recommend that. And I know, you know, Us is uh, next on my list mm-hmm. of movies to watch. So yeah, that's a total, that's a fantastic recommendation with that one. Was yeah. that on Netflix? Oh, I should say, yes. Uh, where did I fucking watch it now? Uh, <laughs> oh, it's on Netflix or Amazon Prime. I, um yeah. It's usually it's, one or the other, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Netflix, definitely Netflix. Yeah, it's all right, because I watched that ages ago now, but yeah, definitely Netflix. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, my last movie one that I've got to talk about is, let's let's say I watched it at the cinema, because it is at <laughs> the cinema. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Brightburn. Uh, it's about a middle-aged couple in rural America uh, trying unsuccessfully to have a kid together. And then one evening, uh, actually just before they're about to shag uh, and try to make a baby, uh, there's this huge crash outside the house. They go out uh, and it it then cuts and they're holding the baby. And you find out that what happened was uh, this, uh, not spaceship, but this metal container uh, crashed from outer space, landed near the house and inside it, was a human-looking baby, which then male baby, which then they raised as their own. Um, they called him Brandon Breyer. So he's got one of those names. What is it? There is a word for it. I could have looked it up before we started. You know, like Clark Kent, Peter Superheroes, Parker. Superheroes, yeah. Yeah, and Bruce, they start the, yeah, 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 the yeah. surname and the Christian name begins with the same letter. So it's yeah. the same with that. Uh, and he, he grows up and he's a really good kid. And then he gets to the age of 12 and things start to change a little bit and he discovers he's got all these like superpowers to the point where he can fly and he's got like laser vision and he's super strong uh, and he finds this out the first time you find this out is there's uh, a lawnmower with a spinning blade on it and it, and it is even thinking about it it's making me cringe a little bit he just like sticks his fingers into it but of course the blades bend uh, so obviously so far so superman whereas like clark kent's uh, sort of mantra was you know save the earth mm-hmm. um brandon 
his mantra is take the earth. Ooh. He's evil. He is very evil. One of the I absolutely love this, by the way. Loved it. Um, can't wait to watch it again. It's Brandon as this twelve-year-old kid. You can really empathise with him. Uh, you know, he finds out that you know, obviously, all his life has been told that he was adopted. Then he finds out, oh fuck, I'm from space. Uh, so that fucks him up a little bit. Um, you can you can empathise in the way that, uh, the way that he's feeling confused and annoyed that he's been lied to and so on but on the opposite side of that he is a twat he's an <laughs> evil twat <laughs> and there is two there were two in, and the hair actually the hairs are standing up on my arms as i'm about to say this two specific scenes in this where both me and tina and we've watched like thousands of films Lots of them horror movies. We've seen, you know, everything there is to see on screen. And you think, you know, okay, okay yeah. You know, whatever happens. Two, two scenes in this where we both went, holy fuck. It was like, oh, oh. A, uh, two gore scenes. Mm. And it was like, oh, my God. I cannot believe they've shown that. Really? Oh, dear God. God, it's like, and they're quite protracted as well. They go on, and you're thinking, please let it end. Please let it end quickly, because this is... <laughs> but it's one of those that you can't help. You can't move your eyes from it because you're fascinated by it. Uh, yeah, he's a very naughty boy, to uh, quote Life Brian. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, I won't go any any more with that. It's, uh, yeah, you think it's sort of like going down the Superman route and you go, fucking hell, they're really ripping off Superman here. And there's lots of nods to Superman, even to the point, like I said, with his name, you know, BB and his CC. He even wears like a, a red cape. Um, a lot of nods to it, but it was, oh, we loved every minute of it. It was really good, good horror film. So yeah, yeah, mm. because uh, you know, you know that I'm jaded to, with superhero films, and I've just gone beyond. You know, I've checked out of Marvel and, and not interested. And I'm this this isn't it is a superhero film in the fact that there's a twelve year old kid who can fly and you know lasers out of his eyes and super strength and so on. But it, it is it's a horror film. That's what it is, and it's a, mm. it's a really really good horror film with two scenes, and you'll know the two when you've watched it. <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, made us go fuck, 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 fuck quite a lot. Oh, I'm just looking at the cast and the you know director, writers, etc. Is the Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn are they related to? We yeah, we with James Gunn. We James we, Gunn. I don't know. We both said that when the credits came up, and we thought, oh, I wonder if they're related. I mean, no. if only there was an internet-enabled device that we could. Check. I know. <laughs> I, I think they are. You I, think I, so? It's not. Yeah. It's not like a common name. I don't think it is. It really. No, I think um, the yeah, because they. Uh, um, this is going back to something I mentioned earlier on. There's uh, there was uh, something I ha happened to discover. Don't ask me how. Um, <laughs> called PG porn. Um, which <laughs> is it? Don't tell me it's like PG Woodhouse. Uh, PG Woodhouse is, porn. That would be something different. Oh god, this is uh, it's just uh, telling a lot of people about me. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's created by James Gunn and it starred like real porn stars, but it also had people like Nathan Fillion in it, and it was kind of set up to be like I think they were only like five or ten minutes long each episode, but they uh, were set up so that you know, like a, 
a 70s 80s kind of porno movie yeah. but then something kind of funny or, or uh, you know unexpected would happen like there's a bit where I think Nathan Fillion he's he's like a DIY man and he's got a, a nail gun and then like you know this porn star comes in and starts coming on to him and everything he's like you know he's making all the kind of uh, you know the sexual innuendos oh I'm gonna nail you and all this that and the other and then he actually does fucking nail gunner in the head by accident um, you know and it's, it's things like that you know I think with James Gunn and by the sounds of it, you know, his uh, siblings or family, they all have a similar, um, uh, you know, kind of sense of humour. Because mm. James Gunn was involved with uh, trauma stuff, wasn't he? You know, yeah, yeah, of course. Earlier on in his career. So, um, yeah, the, um, there's, so that's worth checking out as well. I mean, if you can, like, maybe go to YouTube and uh, put PG porn in. Obviously, be careful. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so it looks as if they wrote... Uh, some, a lot of the episodes for that too so if James Gunn was involved with that and I think the director by the looks looking at this um, he had some connection to Guardians of the Galaxy as well I think he was one of the editors so it looks as if they're all kind of linked with each other um, so awesome ah, mm. sounds good mm. I should check that one out. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a look because I, I think Tina tweeted about this, didn't she? And I, I don't. Um, I haven't watched Kermode's review of it, but I think um, one of the was it the Observer? Because I, I think he he either writes for the Observer or he, he retweets somebody who writes for the Observer. I don't think they gave it a particularly good review. I think it's like two out of five or something like that. Mm. But I think t then Tina messaged back saying, "Oh, it's you know something about it." So yeah, it's good. And there's no um, Mark Kermode really liked it as well oh fantastic he did he did he, yeah he liked it that's good hmm? good 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 shall i go into my last two movies yeah do it okay so uh this one is on uh sky movies at the moment and uh i wanted to watch it because it was the last marvel movie i i hadn't seen before the big one uh and, and i know that you know avengers endgame is is kind of been and gone i think it's still on at the cinemas but is, uh yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that in a sec because that's my last, my other movie. I know you've checked out of um, superhero movies and all that, so I, you know I won't go on too much. But I do want to sort of like show a bit of appreciation. Mm, yeah, of course. For them, because obviously you know they're kind of I suppose the main you know with Endgame the the whole series of movies we're talking what twenty one twenty two movies now over a period of um, eleven years, which is incredible to think you know that. I think they. I had a quick look on IMDb, and their total box office for, for 22 movies uh, is about about 21 billion. Oh, good God. In terms of money that they've recouped and everything, you know. So I think if you put all their budgets together based on this, their, their budgets are like 4.6 billion. So yes, I know you can argue, God, that's an obscene amount of money to spend on movies and all that kind of stuff, but. You know, let's just forget about all the, the real world problems that are happening and all that kind of stuff. Let's just focus on this. Hmm. So Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, I hadn't seen it and it is very entertaining. Uh, I liked Ant-Man and it's kind of carries on with that, you know. And I think what makes the movies is uh, Paul Rudd because he plays Scott Lang, uh, who's Ant-Man. And this in involves more um, Evangeline Lilly, who I like a lot. Um <laughs> going back to lost uh that kind of she kept me hooked to lost i mean in a lot of ways um but <laughs> when, like, when lost started going up its own ass uh even though i did quite lo like lost i must admit but anyway so um yeah 
so she plays the wasp character so they they i wouldn't even call them superheroes that they, they basically have uh, a suit that sh- either shrinks them down or makes them huge uh and um but, but with paul rudd he's such a sort of like comes across as a down-to-earth likable character and he's not even a superhero half the time he doesn't even understand what the hell's going on you know and he's kind of you know and i think that's the appeal and the attraction of him because he's kind of you know he's stumbled across this um you know this this suit which you know is amazing and can he can do amazing things um but he's not the smartest uh you know person either and he relies on other people such as um evangeline lily or uh michael douglas to sort of like help you know with some of the more technical aspects of the plot and why he's doing this and why he's shrinking him down to this why he's going into this tiny little you know kind of uh universe to to, to try and save uh michael douglas's uh, missus and all this that news played by michelle pfeiffer um i suppose the only thing that maybe lets it down a little bit is that the bad guy isn't brilliant but um i take it you haven't seen this one um, no I, I did see the first one yeah um so it's it's i think with the first one because uh you'd got um oh, what was his name the guy who did scott pilgrim and um the shawn of shawn of the dead the the, the cornetto trilogy movies um yeah oh, and again i don't know who me, you mean. Dave! we're having a bad time with names tonight mate i do know Fuck. Adam, when we were talking on the ABC, just his brain had gone. Edgar Wright, there you go. Well uh, I did that, that without looking it up. Uh, you know, you, you could see because he was. Uh, I think he kind of, uh, you know, he, he went. He, he did a bit of the uh, Ant Man movie, but then he was taken over by uh, Peyton Reed. You can see Edgar Wright's influence in the first movie, whereas with the second movie, I think it's more so. Obviously, you can tell that Peyton Reed was involved in everything. Uh, he, he directed it. But I really liked it. It was entertaining. It was fun. It was funny. You know what I mean? So then that was the only movie that I hadn't seen leading up to Avengers Endgame. And I'm glad I watched it because like with all of these films, going back to 2008 with Iron Man, God, believe it or not, um, and they have come full circle now with uh, Avengers Endgame. And as a, a, a completely opposed to the other TV show, which I'm not going to mention, this <laughs> left me feeling completely happy and completely satisfied with the end um yes it's nearly three hours long um or you can argue it's twice that if you count um infinity war which yeah. came out the previous yeah. year you know it's kind of like they're part one and two um and then in between that you had ant-man uh which came out the same year as infinity war then you got captain marvel which introduced that character. Uh, and I wouldn't say that she's integral to Endgame, but she does play a part. Um, I would suggest, though, that Ant-Man and the Wasp is more important to Endgame as opposed oh, okay. to Captain Marvel. Uh, so I'm glad I watched that. But yeah, I mean, it, the, the, it, it is brilliant. I, I, I really enjoyed it. It's funny. It's dark. The I think, you know, again, if you go and watch the Kermode uh, review and I, and I do agree with him in a lot of ways that if you aren't invested in this universe as a whole and if you don't if you're not sort of like you know you, you're watching uh, say going back to Iron Man and then the uh, you know the other movies and then seeing the little bits at the end which then you know link on to what yeah. could be you know in the next film if you're not into all of that you're not gonna you, you know you're not really gonna care for it so much 
Um, so, but if you do, and if you if you do stay right to the very end with a lot with all the movies, and then see what's what, and if, you're going to get something out of it. So anyway, the, the take I would say from all of this, uh, you know, particularly with Avengers Endgame, is that it made me then want to go back and rewatch them all from the start. You know, I've kind of came away from the cinema thinking, yeah, I really want to go back and watch them all. I mean, Spider Man. It comes out uh is it this weekend or next weekend you know the new spider-man yeah. movie far from home and i liked um homecoming spider-man homecoming so I-, I will watch this and you know go to the cinema and watch it so they're not gonna stop you know there are going to be uh marvel movies that that's for sure but it's it you know this project you know which started in well not say started in 2008 that's when the first movie came out it started way before then um has been an incredible journey, you know, and, and I have to congratulate everybody that was involved. But if looking back at it now, now it's kind of over with, if you like. If you look at some of the the the, um, the choices for directors, say what you want about them, they have used a lot of people that aren't necessarily household names. Look at John Favreau, for, you know, uh, who directed the original Iron Man, you know, uh, and then Shane Black, who did Iron Man 3, um, and Kenneth Branagh, for God's sake. I mean, you, you forget about some of these. Yeah, you know, yeah, of course. Directed Thor, um, and then, um, I, I always fuck up his name, but I'm going to do it anyway. Taika Waititi, uh, you know, who, who um, directed Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. who did obviously the brilliant What We Do in the Shadows, and, uh, oh, the movie with Sam Neill and the little kid, help me, Dave. Um, in, oh, in, um, the, the where the wild, where the wild things are. No, that's that's another movie. Uh, the <laughs> wild. Oh my god, brain fart time tonight. Uh, yeah, that was the other one where the, yeah, Jack the... Gandolfini was a big uh, <laughs> dressed up in a suit. I don't think it was him as such, but uh, no. uh, hunt, hunt for the wilder people. There Thank, you go. Oh god, for that. It's. I think it's the heat. It's. It it's is. A, it is the um, heat. Yeah, Josh Whedon, you know, I mean, he directed the original Avengers. Um, I'd never heard of the Russo brothers until, uh, you know, Captain America Winter Soldier came out and then Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, James Gunn, for God's sake, you know, again, not somebody you would necessarily associate Mm -hmm. with uh, a massive big budget movie like Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you know, he's made some weird fucking films, films I like, but he's made some weird films. And again, <laughs> you wouldn't necessarily put him in this kind of category of people that have directed these movies. If you look at um, John Watts, who uh, directed Spider-Man Homecoming, he directed a movie that you loved uh, called Cop Car with Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. Great film. Yeah. You know, and he's doing Far From Home as well. Ryan Coogler, uh, he'd come off... Um, the Rocky movie, yeah, Creed, uh, yeah. you know, and then went on to Black Panther. Not, but he hadn't got a huge amount behind him. You know, he got Fruitvale Station before that. You mm-hmm. know, so they've taken a chance on on people. Um, you know, Ryan Fleck uh, and Anna Boden, they who did Half Nelson. Uh, you know, th- th- so yes, I'm not saying that all of the Marvel movies uh, have been brilliant. There's some uh, there's some films that I've didn't like at all uh i thought iron man 2 was a bit shit uh i thought uh thor the dark world was a bit crap um but generally speaking the quality of them has been fantastic you know and, and 
so I'm kind of gushing all over them. Now it's all said and done. I think when you're in the middle of something and you're thinking, oh, God, another fucking superhero movie and all this. Mm. Oh, man, it's relentless, isn't it? But now I can sort of like sit back and look at this as a as a project, as a whole, you know, from, yes, they're individual pieces, but then they link to other things. And now it's all kind of said and done. I can only speak uh, highly of, 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 of the whole thing, you know, as opposed to the individual parts uh it's an incredible achievement what they've done and avengers endgame was the cake the cherry the whole it was just it was it was an amazing way to wrap up Hmm. the whole shebang um not going to change your opinion on it i'm sure but it was yeah i loved it yeah i mean even though you know i've checked out of them I I fully appreciate that they are incredibly well-made movies uh, and the, the process of putting this this huge narrative arc that's come to a conclusion all these years later is just mind-blowing what you know what they've done and and to keep it all within this series of movies where each individual one has been you know as good and had a huge audience as well and that's not even like touching on like the cultural impact that they've had you know worldwide as well and i remember back in 2008 i took my son to watch iron man in the cinema uh he was eight years old at the time and he loved it so much that he he was kept telling his sister about it and his sister was like 10. he said oh it's so good so it was like the next week I took them both to watch it. He wanted to watch it again, and he was adamant that he wanted his sister there next to him. And he's grown up with the Marvel movies, so he's 19 now. And um, he was in floods of tears at the end of, of Endgame. Uh, he was telling me all about it, and it was uh, he went to see that twice. Um, these are his movies. You know, I you know mm-hmm. I grew up with like Clint Eastwood movies and Sylvester Stallone. Um, not so much a you know a one huge arc. You know, I watched you know the, the Star Wars films from the very first one in the cinema, but I wasn't you know hugely attached to them, and there weren't as many coming out, of course, like these. For me, it was always um, in the beginning waiting for the the next Clint Eastwood movie to come out to go and watch, and it was when I got into Sly, it was waiting for his next one. But to yeah. have this as one. Um, joined narrative where you're just waiting for it and, and to to see the, the impact that it's had on my son is you know i enjoy them through him more now than me watching them and um yeah he can't wait for the next marvel movie and i'm sure it'll be something that you know should he ever have kids he'll be telling them about this wonderful series from marvel that everybody watched and you know he started watching when he was eight and you know he, he they may still be making them, you know, 20, 30 years down the line. Who knows? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's all. I just wanted to sort of like say how much I enjoyed it. And uh, on the whole, enjoyed most of the movie. I've, I've, mm. Yeah, I mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was half a good movie. Uh, but, yeah, uh, that's the same. Uh, if you're looking at everything as a whole. So, yeah, there you go. Um, I loved it. So I'm good. glad your son did too. Mm, good. It's it's weird, isn't it, when you think your son was ten when he first started watching? He was eight. He was eight. eight watching. Sorry, yeah, he was eight. eight. And he's like oh bloody nineteen now. It's like it's holy shit. Old. Yeah, there was, was that famous because uh, Toy Story four has just come out, hasn't it? But um, when I think Toy Story three came out and Mark um, Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo read out uh, a letter that they'd received or an email. Yeah. 
listener and sort of talking about you know when the first toy story came out to when the the last one as it was toy yeah. story 3 came out and how they changed from being a child to an adult taking then their children to it's just crazy isn't it when you think of it in those terms it that, is it really you is know, so but there you go i've only got a documentary left and then it's up to the doubly dippies Ooh, i've got two documentaries Ooh. Go on. I'll, po- I'll polish my two off and then uh, we'll get to your documentary and then we'll take a break before the double dip. Cool. Uh, again, both of these are on Netflix. Uh, the first one is called Brothers Keeper. It was made in 1992. Um, so, of course, it's not, you know, it's not a big high def, the picture wise and everything. It follows. Well, it's about four brothers again in, you know, nowhere america just in the middle of the sticks in america they're sort of semi-illiterate um they're, they're all getting on you know the older men and you know the big long beards and the they ha- i think they if I remember rightly they, they do have a television um in there in this sort of virtually one room where they all congregate and sleep on the couch and everything they live a very very simple lifestyle they run a farm uh, but one of the brothers uh, dies uh, under mysterious circumstances, and it's it's about the trial. One of the one of the other brothers gets blamed for it. They say it's murder, so it's about this murder trial. Did he murder his brother? Mm. Uh, and of course, you know the the whole community knows them because they, you know they're quite oddballs, really. But it's one of those documentaries, and we've talked about it before with different ones, uh, where. It starts off and then the, the twists and the turns start happening and then there's something to do with sperm being found on the brother and then you're thinking, oh, was there a bit of brotherly bumming going on with here? <laughs> <laughs> and it's different things start coming into it and you think, oh, is this as clear cut as it was? And you do feel really sorry for the brothers because it shows them and it goes through like the court case and everything and they're put in court and, you know, they... A lot of it, they don't know what they're saying. They're sort of um, coerced into saying certain things that are not necessarily true. And then when it goes to court and the prosecution is then saying to them, well, you said this. And the brother's going, well, I was told to say that. You know, he doesn't know any different. And it's it's another one where you think you feel so sorry for them. And then you're thinking, but did he do it? Did he Mm. do it? Were they all in on it? What happened? Was it... You know, was it just a natural death or did they murder him? And if they did, why did they murder him? And it's, yeah, it keeps you guessing. It's it's one of those. It's an hour 45 and it keeps you right, you know, right to the end. And you're going, what happened? What happened? And it does play with your emotions for you going, feeling really sorry. And then there's certain points you're going, you, did you? Did you, did you, could you even have bummed your brother to death? Is that at one point as well? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, Netflix Brothers Keeper, mm. uh, and then the other documentary that was on there, and I know this is more of a popular one. I'm sure people listening to this a lot would have probably already watched it. Again, I'm a bit pun fully intended, a bit late to the party when you find out what it's about. It's called Fire, and it's about this this guy that organised this huge party in in like um, the Fire Festival, spell F Y R E, by the way. Mm. Want to start this fire music festival in this uh, island in the middle of nowhere? Uh, unfortunately, the guy Billy McFarland 
he's a bit of a con artist and he uh, bit off a lot more than he could chew. People spent a shitload of money booking flights and what they thought was really fancy accommodation and this, that and the other. And they got there and it was like a war zone. <laughs> there was just really shitty tents that had been blown over by the storm that they'd had and there was no bands there and this that and the other and you know um oh you know the documentary the king of kong and it's got yes. the, that billy billy something it's another billy that's in it and it's not billy mitchell is billy it? mitchell um, that's it and you know when you watch a documentary and there's certain people and it, it was this billy mcfarland immediately reminded me of billy mitchell in the documentary king of kong which by the way anybody listening if you haven't watched it is really really good and you don't even you don't even need to like um, Donkey Kong or retro video games. It's another good like human story. Uh, but this, you're watching it because you hate him so much. He's so <laughs> up his own ass and full of self-importance, and anything that's people that are trying to offer him sensible advice of what's going on because he is losing millions, just like hand over foot. And not giving a shit and just living it large on you know on yachts and getting oh yeah I'm gonna have this big music festival and blah 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 and you're going no you're not mate it's plain as day that it's all falling apart around you but you refuse to see it and you're just gonna lead all these thousands of people on and still take their money um, and even to the people on the island that start working they think they're gonna make a fortune. Uh, there's one woman that does a lot of catering and everything and she employs people and puts a shitload of her own life savings into it. She loses it all. And of course, he doesn't give a shit, you know, and she's there in tears at the end of it. It's it's one of those where you can see the storm coming and you know it's going to come and the build up to it and the storm itself when the shit hits the fan is just amazing. And, and you sort of love to hate this Billy McFarland. You almost, it, it's almost like a pantomime villain we we nearly started like booing at the screen whenever he came on because he's such a twat <laughs> yeah it's good it is very good though mm, fantastic mm. oh she'll check that one out um yeah. mine is just a follow-up uh from really from what you uh one again you recommended to us and it is abducted in plain sight <laughs> yeah that's uh, one that goes off in the tangent yeah, wow. Um, so you mentioned this, uh, I think it was either the last episode, the episode before that, and uh, oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kay and I watched this together and... Oh dear, um, what, what did Kay think of it? Because that does go off in some weird and wonderful places. That's crazy, man. I mean, you know, just, again, don't really want to spoil it. I think just the stuff that happens in it, you know, with this family and this girl who, who you know, it... <laughs> I don't want to say it scared me, but it, it, with two young daughters, you mm. think, "Fucking hell, man! This is this is awful." And the stuff that you know, he's this guy who essentially kidnapped her. Uh, uh, it, what he said to her, you know, about the aliens and the the lengths he went to to convince her that, you know, she must do what he what he he said because the aliens there, and if you know, it's he. <laughs> I mean, fucking evil, really, isn't it? You know, this. Oh yeah, this completely. Guy, yeah. Just, but man, it's just. Yeah, it's one of those that you. Like, I think you said yourself that you you sit and you watch it and you're thinking, this 
this can't be real. Yeah. This is mental. And I don't want to say too much about it because, you know, you got, I think you've got to sit there and yeah, watch it. It is the, the less you know, isn't it, going into that one especially because you do think it is just going to be, it's a documentary about a girl being abducted and then what happens. And it and it's hard. It is. But then it takes so many twists and turns in so mm. many weird and dark directions that not you know it seems that you, you've said holy shit and then five minutes later you're going holy shit because something else has happened it's yeah. it's crazy and it's what i love uh about documentaries in the fact that a lot of them are so so take you down places that you know even the the, the most I don't know, LSD-induced fiction film don't take it. And this is real life, you know? This is real life. It's, you know, yeah. it's, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's, I was going to say, it's, how would you explain, it's not, it is entertaining, but it's also disturbing. And like you said, it makes you think, especially if you've got, like, you know, daughters as well. Yeah, I think, I don't know, you kind of like, you're watching it thinking, what you know, waiting to see what happens almost, yeah. you know, and you think, you know, but it, it just goes to show this sort of like the lengths that this guy went to, and the you know the way he turned the whole family against each other, and 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 you know that mental. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just <laughs> it's I yeah it's hard to talk about it without giving stuff away, but you know it's just unbelievable, yeah. absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. But then you think you know as a parent yourself. I wouldn't do that. There's no way you'd do that. Oh, no. No, I do. Um, we did sit there going, looking at the parents going, what the hell? You know, come on, get a grip. Why you, Why have you done that? Why have you ignored that? And it's just, yeah, just make you scratch your head a few times. Yeah, but there you go. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I have found out what that um, what that drama was that I, I kind of <laughs> <laughs> sold as a, you know, uh, yeah anyway so uh, it's called um when they see us when that's, they see us that's what it's called and uh it stars um a lot of people i've not heard of it looks like william sadler's in it which is always good to see william sadler um it looks like hmm, what's it michael shannon but i don't think it is michael shannon anyway so um yeah, somebody at work recommended that to me, so I'll be checking that one out. Uh, but he says it's, it, that's quite harrowing as well. It's only uh, it, it's four episodes, I think, by the looks of it. Yeah. And it, again, so uh, uh, let's just see what are the key words for that? Because I was looking at you know that movie. Um, what was that one that you mentioned? Like he's like a an anti. Well, he's not an anti, even an anti-hero. Oh, Brightburn. Yeah, I was looking at the because um, the, the plot keywords are always funny on oh, IMDb, gosh, yeah. aren't they? Um, uh, and so, <laughs> what on earth worthy for that? I'm just looking at if there's anything on this one. No, there's there's nothing really. This is because usually they throw in some weird. Do you remember what I can't remember what we were talking about? It's like large boobs or something was a, <laughs> yes. a, a key yeah. plot point. Um, <laughs> evil child, I think was um, was one on, on this. But anyway, so but there you go. Hmm. Shall we take a little break then and come back with uh, the double dip? Oh, yes. Can't wait. Okay, then uh, let's do it. And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. 
So let's take a look at what's coming your way. Hello? I'm home. Did it go okay? Oh, yeah. Piece of cake. Is your undercover dog? He's dead, all right. We need to send the message that drugs will not be tolerated. Listen up. Washington wants to make the biggest bust in U.S. history. Pablo Escobar and his main distributor, Roberto Alcano. Are you kidding me? Responsible for 80% of the product flooding into the country. Promise me this is the last one. A couple of team changes. Mazur, you're with Abreu. That dude's nuts. I know these people. You gotta play with them. You gotta drink with them. You gotta do whatever you gotta do, man. Meet your soon-to-be wife. Damn, I need a fiance. How many undercovers has she done? It's her first one, but she was at the top of her class. You don't have to worry about me. I'm a big girl. One wrong word. Here we go. One slip. My friends, welcome to the United States. My business, nothing good ever comes in the absence of trust. Without it, there is no loyalty. And there is no loyalty, it never ends well. This was an audition. You got the part. Okay, welcome back to our double dip section. Uh, just so people who may be new listeners, hello and welcome. Um, I hope you're still with us, <laughs> despite <laughs> some of the weird and wonderful things that we're we're talking about. Uh, double dip section is where Dave and I we send each other a list of films, um, or it could, doesn't have to be films, it could be a documentary, it could be anything really, hmm. uh, and it's got to be something brand new that we've both never actually seen before. I. Uh, always say it's more difficult for me because Dave has seen pretty much everything and anything <laughs> going. Uh, so it's I usually send him a list of about 10 movies and he says, yeah, I've seen them all except for this one. So <laughs> uh, my recommendation uh, or one of the things on my list was The Infiltrator from 2016. Um, it star- it's directed by Brad Furman, I should say, uh, and it stars Brian Cranston, John Leguizamo, uh, or Z- Leguizamo, Z- Zamo, Zamo, is it? Oh, I, people know Le- I'm talking. Leguizamo, yeah. There, there you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Diane Kruger, um, Amy Ryan, uh, Jason Isaacs briefly, but uh, it's always nice to see Jason Isaacs and stuff. Um, there's a few, it's an interesting cast, I have to say. There's mm. a few British actors, Art Malik. I enjoyed seeing him pop up. Um, I hadn't seen him for a while since probably True Lies. Uh, it was the last time I'd seen him. Yeah. Uh, um, and then, yeah, so th- there's a there's a nice cast there. Uh, obviously, you know, Brian Cranston, uh, who I watched in Breaking Bad. I think you kind of gave up on Breaking Bad, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I like Brian Cranston. He's, he's always watchable. Uh, so this is, I could just say, sort of, I suppose, the IMDb plot uh a u.s customs official uncovers a money laundering scheme involving columbia columbian 
Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went undercover as Chinese. Harambayan. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, Colombian drug lord uh, Pablo Escobar. Now, um, I must admit, I don't really know much about Pablo Escobar. I know there's there's that Netflix uh, series called Narcos, which I think he, I've yeah. heard is very good. Then there's other documentaries that you yeah, can watch. Yeah, some really good documentaries, yeah. Um, which I'm tempted to now watch as a result of this movie. Um, and... If I just go to Metacritic, as I like to do, uh, it's got a, a ger- oh, sorry, I should say as well on uh, IMDb. This has a where's the score? It's a oh, seven. Seven. Yeah, that's good. Seven out of ten, mm-hmm. and that's from sixty-one thousand seven hundred thirty-five. That's good. People, so that's a good uh, good rating. Um, it's got sixty-six uh, Metacritic score. Uh, and so let me just pick a couple here. So a really positive one. This is from uh, the Chicago Sun-Times. Mm. Uh, the Infiltrator is a great-looking, well-paced, wickedly funny and seriously tense thriller bolstered by an ensemble cast as good as I've seen in any film this year. So that's really good. Uh, sort of a more middle-of-the-road. Where we go? Rolling Stone. Uh, they give it 63. Sadly, Furman keeps shoving the movie into the box of cliches he thinks the audience wants. We don't, and you can tell that Cranston doesn't want it either. I'm not sure what mm, I No, I'm not sure about that. Empire, uh, another middling one, often gripping and elevated by Cranston's superb central performance, but it's hard not to feel like we've seen this before, often and done better. And then the only negative review, um, uh, it says it from Slant magazine, it's clunky incidents of exposition leave us with no real understanding of what anyone is thinking or feeling. Okay. Mm. Uh, So, yeah. Um, I watched this a couple of nights ago, and so it's fresh in my mind. And um, I suppose cut to the chase. I really liked it. I, I thought it was it was really really good. Um, uh, it's again sort of because I, I, I didn't know much about Pablo Escobar, and I still don't. So I do want to sort of like rectify that by watching some of the the stuff out there. Um, this it kind of it. It doesn't feature him heavily. It features the people around him. Yeah. And sort of like how it starts off with Brian Cranston, you know, I suppose he's kind of, you know, he's a, I say he's a US, US customs official. He's taking down more of the smaller kind of, um, you know, drug dealers. It's the war set in obviously the 80s. So it's the war on drugs, you know, um, President Ronald Reagan's got this, you know, whole thing, this, you know, trying to stop the flow of drugs into America. Uh, so it's sort of a set around that time, period uh, movie. And uh, then, you know, so Brian Cranston, he's given the option to he could retire because he's hurt during one of his, his uh, latest drug busts. And uh, but he chooses not to. He chooses that he wants to um, go undercover and uncover this this you know, this more lucrative, uh, if you like, scheme that's going to catch all the, you know, some of the main bad guys and then link back to Pablo Escobar and all that kind of stuff. So, and he teams up with uh, John uh, Legazamo and uh, he's a bit sort of unhinged. He's sort of, you know, whereas Brian Cranston's the, if you like, the star of it, you know, in more than ways than one, because when I looked at it, you know, it's almost like he's, He's an actor within within an actor, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. he's, you know, he's 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 a obviously he's an actor in his trade and profession in real life. But then he's going undercover, but he's 
he's creating a character and he's playing that character. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like he's an he's he's, he's acting within a movie within a movie if that makes sense. Um, so I found that interesting. Um, and and whereas I say uh, uh, is is uh, if you like partner who's kind of he's more dealing with the low level people the informants and that kind of thing you know and then feeding information back to him uh he's a bit unhinged and they don't know whether they're going to work well together and everything else um it's it's a really good movie you know it kind of we were both swept away with it it's two hours seven minutes long um and i think again as with the the next movie that we'll talk about the highwaymen and with the other um, movie that we talked about when you discover that at the end they show real life footage of the things that yeah, were happening. Yeah, of course. It was quite by chance, wasn't it, that both of these double dip movies were based on real events? Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, again, you could say that we, well, Dave, you just let them into a secret. You know, we we should say we planned this. Uh, <laughs> make us sound like we're awesome. Although, yeah, we are awesome. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's kind of, yeah, it, it totally very similar in a lot of ways these movies um i'm not going to say which out of the two i prefer until we've talked about the other one mm. but yeah i mean i suppose in some ways i can agree with the the more middling review in as much as that yes you have seen these types of movies before um i wouldn't necessarily sort of say oh yeah you've seen them but you've seen them uh, done better because i did enjoy this and i, I thought you know for a, a drama there was some entertainment moments in it. Uh, There's some funny moments in it, some gripping, you know, kind of tense moments in it. Uh, there's some unexpected violent moments in it where yeah. you kind of like, you know, you're just sitting back and kind of going along with the story and everything else. And then, you know, somebody gets shot in the face or whatever. And it's like, fucking hell. You know, it's like that kind of <laughs> moment in, in Pulp Fiction, isn't it? You know, when they're just chatting in the car and then it blows a guy's head off in the back of the car. So it's, and it's kind of like there's, so, it's one of those. Um, what was that Tom Hanks movie that we watched for one of the double dip picks? And uh, and he he goes he's he goes over to the Russia and he tries oh, to get. Oh God, yeah. Uh, well, fucking shite at the moment. Don't, Steven yeah. Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was a few months ago that we talked about that. Similar to that, in as much as that, I really enjoyed it, but I don't know if I'd watch it again. Um, yeah. If that makes so, do you know what I mean? I, and that makes it sound as if I didn't like it. I really did. I really did like it. Um, I think Brian Cranston is fantastic in it. Uh, you know, he's he, he, like I said, he's brilliant. But I, I like, I really like uh, John Leguizamo. I've, I've seen in lots of different movies. I mean, he's been around forever, and he, you know, um, and he's great. And as is the whole cast. So uh, yeah, um, I should say based on the the real life person uh, Robert Mazur, who uh, you say was this us customs official um so yeah really enjoyed it um what, what are your thoughts on it yeah i really enjoyed it too and much like you it was one of those that even though i really enjoyed it i thought would would i watch it again and i don't know if i would i do like i do like movies where somebody goes undercover i think that's already that adds a lot of tension anyway because you're thinking oh don't fuck it up what's going to happen there was one certain um, part of the movie that did sort of lose me a bit, and I don't know if this did happen, you know, in real life or not, or if this was just put in just for dramatic effect. Mm. But of course, so Brian Cranston's character is going deep undercover, 
and he's trying to you know he's trying to go up the food chain for all the drugs that are coming into America um, specifically through Miami and he's trying to get to the top you know he's, he's trying to get to Pablo Escobar and the, those around him and um, obviously it's going to be very tense you, you know you, you're deep undercover you don't want to blow your cover when you're dealing with a guy who had a lot of people killed for far less than trying to stop his money laundering going on you know you yeah. would, you would die and you would probably die very slowly and very painfully why oh why does he keep still meeting his wife i mean he sets it up the um quite by accident they go oh he's, he's engaged so then they have to get this new woman and again this is part of real life it was her first and only undercover assignment that she went on posing as his um fiance yeah but then, so he's leading this life. Why does he keep meeting his his real life, you know, his wife? Because he's putting her her life in danger. He goes to it's that he forgets their wedding anniversary, doesn't he? And he takes her to a restaurant, and they're sat there. And then one of Escobar's, you know, underlings sees him in there. This is a guy that he's already met through the guise of this other persona that he is undercover. And then he has to explain away that his wife is his secretary. And he's already ordered this cake that comes with mm -hmm. happy anniversary on it. And it comes and he that says... That was a big fucking cake, by the way. That was I a big mean, cake. Uh, for just, two people, come for on. two people? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with like a bowl of profiteroles? Come on. Instead of a big fucking gatto. Jesus. Jelly and ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> but it... You know, and so he says, oh, it's my secretary and, you know, it, it's her birthday. And then this cake comes with happy anniversary. And you can see this other guy sort of eyeing him up going, mm, what's going on here? So, of course, then staining character Cranston then has to, you know, tee off on the way to going, you know, what the fuck's this? This is, you should say birthday. And it's, you know, and his wife gets really upset because she's never seen him act like that because it's not him. Like you said, he's acting, you know, he's acting, mm -hmm. acting. He's playing this part of this other person. And I'd love, to, I'd love to know if that did that, did that really happen? And if it did, why just you've got, if you're going to go undercover, surely you have got to say, hundred percent goodbye to whatever life you're mm -hmm. leading. And yeah. that that really was the only bit that didn't sit right with me. Mm. And, I th and we both, we, me and Tina, were sat there and we're going, mm, why is he do, why is he doing that? Um, but other than that, we did, mm. we did really enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's one of those that you kind of oh, I wasn't sure which way it was it was going to turn because you know like you said he's kind of when he starts to get in, ensconced with the the big sort of like you know the, the guys at the top and he's developing um, personal relationships with them you know and and, and um, Benjamin Bratt's character and then his wife and uh, Diane Kruger who plays Brian Cranston's you know fake um, fiance if you like and they they're both when the shit hits the fan and, it, and you know it all kind of comes to an end then they feel bad for betraying them now i was also kind of that 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 whole sequence kind of lost me a little bit where I, I i understand yes they they put it in there to show that he became close to the people that he was trying to catch but i was also kind of wondering how is it going to go in a direction of he, he he likes the character. He likes the person. He's starting to play, and I think he actually says at one point that he does mm. quite like him. Because, yeah. like you, you said, the bit where he smashes the guy's face into the cake—that sort of like you know shows that you know he, he's 
he can do what he wants basically you know what i mean and then there's the bit where he's he's drinking champagne and you know eating steaks and this guy's uh you know amazing place in miami and and everything else because it starts off where he's being tempted by them you know there's a bit where he has a lap dance with somebody and, and again he doesn't do anything with this stripper because of you know he's married and all that and the other mm-hmm. that's where he kind of fucks up and says that he's engaged yeah but so then they have to run with that but it's then um i was wondering and i, and I do wonder if similar to you is there more of a story to tell there in as much as that did he do anything but they didn't want to because yeah. the guy i mean I, I don't know the guy um the real life guy who was involved with the making of the movie so you would have thought that and it, it's based on a, his book so you'd have thought that it's fairly yeah. accurate but then at the same time how tempted was he you know what i mean it kind yeah. of hints hints at it you know was he ever tempted to take any of the money or was he totally straight laced and he was focused on his job and his role so there's there's some questions from it and it's only from talking to you that I've, it's, I've really thought about that um but just as, yeah uh, as a general piece of entertainment based on a real life situation um I did quite like it. Yeah, I, I would, it. I would, rec- I would recommend oh, it. Oh, I would recommend it. I would recommend it. And it, like you said at the end, I like those as well. You know, when you see photographs of the real people, and it comes up with text, and it lets you know, you know, what happened to them. And uh, the main guy, how the hell is he still alive? You know, because like you say, he's written the book. It's what this was based on, and it's you know, it's out in the open that he screwed them all over. He went undercover and he screwed all yeah. these people over and he put them in prison surely you would have thought that so many hits would be put out on him and he'd have yeah. died a long time ago and we're going how is this man still alive yeah and same same here and i was thinking you know uh like like you said it's almost like he i mean he was careful in some ways like you know he realized he's been tailed you know or he, he you know but then he got he'd go home surely you know they would have found some way to follow him yeah you know, and you think, why are you going? Like you said, why are you going home? You're putting your family at risk. And then when stuff does happen, and she finally does move him out, you know, you think well, you'd have done that ages ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it wouldn't. Uh, but then I suppose you got to put yourself in that uh, era. You know, we didn't yeah. have things like you know mobile phones. You know, the technology that we would have had now that you could, I suppose, easily find out information about people if you really want to and all that kind of stuff so i don't know but yeah that that was a bit strange i have to say but and i was just i was really hoping that something didn't something bad didn't happen because i didn't want it to you know i wanted it to almost have a happy ending in in some ways but then you're thinking god is he gonna get killed or you know is she (laughs) gonna get so you're always thinking you know something because it does come uh, close on like more than one occasion where you know either one or both of them do come so close to being killed yeah, but no, it was, it was good. I'd mm. recommend it. So, yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, it was Bridge of Spies. That was oh, the, the Tom Hanks one. Yeah, of course. Tom Hanks movie. So get there in the end. Yeah. Um, so on to your pick. How many bullets you got in you? 16, I think. Might be good to have a doctor look at you sometime. Might be good to have a doctor look at you sometime. I ain't got no bullets in me. Because I was covering you. You may have heard there was a prison break. It was Bonnie and Klein. 
Governor, this has to end. They've committed dozens of armed robberies and several cold-blooded murders. What do you plan to do about Bonnie and Clyde? We will capture them. Write that down and underline it twice. There's only one man who can take them down. I'll come back. Hey, you got room for one more? Not even packed. Ah, Judas Priest, get in. This is 1934. Gangsters, submachine guns. And you put cowboys on Bunny and Clyde? Texas Rangers. Emergency alert. Police are not yet releasing details, but have stated that Bonnie and Clyde may have struck again. Forgive me, Father, for I have seen. This is a highly coordinated operation. So much pain and suffering. Roadblocks, air surveillance. Your time's passed, cowboy. What the hell is the world coming to? Used to be you had to have talent to get published. Now all you gotta do is shoot people. Dressed in white. She used her foot to turn him over so he could see what was about to happen. Hi, sweet. This has gone far enough. I'm gonna take them down. What a fine idea. Who are you, fellas? Suppose we're the bad guys. Mr. Around here, Clyde is king. But he didn't see me. Clyde might be king, but I'm a Texas Ranger, you little shit. No, he didn't see me. Um, you picked this one for me to watch, and it stars Kevin Costner. Uh, really, I like Kevin Costner. He's uh, he's uh, he's always good, you know. Yeah. In, in generally whatever he's in um although i haven't seen the postman so you know <laughs> whatever i've seen him in I, I do like him in um woody harrelson kathy bates um i suppose the other main stars william sadler who i mentioned earlier on and uh this is called the highwaymen and it's on netflix and uh it's from this year came out in march and it's based on uh the People that I'll say, read it, read it out here. A pair of Texas Rangers come out of retirement to catch the infamous outlaws Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, directed by John Lee Hancock, who um, directed The Blind Side, um, The Rookie, Saving Mr. Banks, to name a few. Um, so, yeah, and essentially that's what it is. It's like these two, these two guys who you know kind of i suppose past their prime uh and you can imagine it'd be something that a, like a clint eastwood movie you yeah, know uh, yeah. do you know what i mean like it's a role that eastwood would have played you know i suppose a few years ago um and uh yeah they uh, bonnie and clyde are uh going across the country uh, causing havoc and uh it's suggested that these two are the ones that to go out and actually either apprehend them or or kill them which is i suppose you know that was they quite came to the conclusion quite quickly that you you're not going to take the bonnie and clyde quietly um i should say it shouldn't be mistaken with the tv show starring sam jones from 1987 <laughs> uh called called the highway man yeah um uh, do you did you ever watch that just out of interest i Have didn't you ever seen no it? i've got to admit i didn't 
Uh, I remember it used to be on ITV or Central uh, in in um, my part of the world, uh, and it was on late at night. It was one of those TV shows that I, I don't know how I happened to stumble upon it, but it, I think it it's kind of a bit like Knight Rider and Street Hawk in a some ways, <laughs> where you got Sam Jones who plays this guy in leathers. It's a bit Mad Max. It's a bit sort of like you know set in the future ish where except and instead of driving like a souped up car he drives an 18 wheeler um oh my god and, and, but the, the the catch with this is that the front part of it, it turns into a helicopter oh, so i want to watch it now <laughs> you've sold it to me and it's got a cool trailer as well like a cool intro um so check that out anyway and um so yeah, not to be mistaken with that. They only ever ran for one series that did, and ten episodes. But uh, I would like to go back and watch them. I remember watching it when I was a kid at my nan's house. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, the Highwaymen. Um, you, I kind of talked about this one. So you kind of ex- talk about this one. It was your pick. So hey, why did you pick it? Uh, for the two stars, because it was got Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. For that, yeah. you know, that and that was the only reason that I picked it. And uh, of course, I watched, you know, the 1967 movie Bonnie and Clyde with, um, oh God, Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty. Warren God, Be- the, the names yeah. almost went then. Uh, but that is a very romanticized version of Bonnie and Clyde, whereas The High Women sort of portrays them a bit more realistically uh, because they were lauded by the you know the public a lot of the public sort of saw them as uh the you know the peoples that the the people's highwaymen you know from and, and got behind them and you see it in this movie as well that you know when they appear in the town they're sort of mobbed by fans you know they want to touch them and they want to they, they want a piece of, of bonnie's clothing you know they were sort of anti-heroes yeah. to them and they were like yeah come on fuck the establishment keep doing what you're doing uh but this uh, which the 1967 Bonnie and Clyde film didn't do. This shows what evil fuckers they were too, uh, and they, you know, they brutally killed quite a few people. Uh, and there's one, this one shocking scene where they kill. There's a bit of a shootout with a couple of cops, and there's one cop that's wounded on the floor, and then Bonnie just walks up to him and just like looks him in the eye and he's pleading for his life. And he's, you know, he's married, he's got a family, he's got kids, blah blah blah. And then she just like. Phew, cold-hearted as hell just blows him away Mm. uh and i loved it and i think i've mentioned this before and it is definitely a thing as i get older uh and we're both a year older in july we're coming up to you know and it's like time's going pretty quick and as i as i'm getting older i really am uh finding that i'm loving even more movies that are about like older men you know what i mean who are Mm. not not past it but you know uh who kick a bit of arse as well and who don't give up on anything like you know one of my favorite films not just of the past few years but it's you know it's jumped into probably my top five ever was that a man called ove which is brilliant and you know oh god don't even get me started on the last movie star with burt reynolds the adam rifkin movie which is just absolutely superb and so because of the very nature of you know these are two older guys these are guys so when the when the hunting Bonnie and Clyde, like you said, they've been called in by the government to, to hunt them because they, you know, the government want Bonnie and Clyde to stop because they're getting so much public support. This, you know, this swell of public support for them that they're going, look, we need to stop this now. 
who can we get? And so they hire these two guys, sort of on the quiet, basically, to try and just like you said, either kill them or bring them in. Either way, they're not too bothered. But mm. these these are older guys that have come from the old west. You know, when they were in their prime, it was still the old west. You know, they're looking at you know, is it nineteen thirty four when Bonnie and Clyde, when it's all happening, and. Um, you know, motor vehicles are still new to them. You know, when they were in the prime, they were hunting on horseback. You know, they talk about that. Yeah. And it's it's quite difficult, I guess, nowadays, you know, when, you know, the technology and everything that we've got. And you're thinking that short span, that one generation, these guys who in the youth, they were cowboys, you know what I mean? They, they were in the old West. And now all of a sudden, the big cities have got skyscrapers and there's cars and it's like it's a it is a different world but their their skills that they used that a lot of people don't employ anymore because you know it's old and they think it doesn't work they still stick with it and of course it still works and they doggedly just track them and it's there are moments of uh action brief though it may be uh, moments of you know a bit bloodthirsty in places but again, it's that human story. These two guys, I just love the dynamic between them, that they were, you know, they were friends. They did stuff in the past together that they're not necessarily proud of, but they did it because the job needed it to do them. Um, mm -hmm. And then, like, Woody Harrelson's a bit pissed off because Kevin Costner, his character doesn't pick him at the beginning. He sees him and, you know, Harrelson likes the booze a little bit and, you know, Costner thinks, oh, you know, he's, he's, he's too old. He's, you know, he's, he's not hitting the booze. He's not going to help. But they get together and they fought that bond that they had all those years ago is back again. And so, you know, the magic comes back with them. Um, and they just they just track Bonnie and Clyde and they get so close a few times as well. But it's 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 that interaction between the two leads that I that I just loved. I mean, this is what two hours, 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it did not, for me, it did not seem like two hours 12, even though, like I said, it's not action packed. This car chase, there's like a car chase. We're talking like 1934 and probably doing like, you know, 25 miles an hour or something. You know, it's not like a yeah. super fast car chase, is it? But I was, I was really, and again, you know what's going to happen, you know, it's history. Uh, but I was really rooting for them to, you know, to come through uh, and to do it and, and cared for the characters. And that's, um, Going back to the Marvel ones is one of the reasons why I dropped out as well as just like too much CG. I I want to care for the characters, you know, and, and feel, you know, empathy for them. Feel, you know, let them take me through different emotions. Um, whereas quite not too, until too young ago, too long ago when it's a bit younger, it was like, you know, any flashbang wallop would entertain me. And I want, I want story now and I want characters that I care about and characters that I can relate to, which, like I said, to go back to the beginning of this, as I'm getting older, the characters that I relate to more are older men. So yeah, this this ticked everything for me. I loved it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, just to go back a little bit, I mean, it's got a seven uh, on um, IMDb at forty-five thousand eight hundred ninety-six people. So that's mm -hmm. pretty good. Um, in terms of its Metacritic, it's got a score and average of fifty-eight. Um, yeah, and I think you know. Uh, but mostly mixed reviews yeah. out of i can see uh, why it's got mixed yeah yeah uh washington post said an excellent and entertaining old-fashioned police procedural um 
Yeah, let's have a look. Uh, uh, San Francisco Chronicle. Costa's performance is mostly monotone, but Harrelson has some nice moments portraying Galt as surprisingly refre- reflective. From my point of view, I mean, I, I would say that I, pref- I say preferred. I enjoyed both, mm. um, but I probably preferred the infiltrator to this. Ooh, okay. um, what I did like about this, though, was... I mean, I know I said, like, you know, they wouldn't have had the technology in, what, 1986. Um, say, going back to 1934, and you think how vast America was. Oh, the one yeah, thing that, yeah. it, that you know, did get come across was, you know, like you said, how vast and how open a lot of the country was. Mm-hmm. You know, there the weren't the massive buildings, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how, like you said, dogged, I think is probably the word, that these two, um, you know, aging kind of, you know, lawmen uh, who've been cast aside, you know, because uh, in favour of new, newer ideas, you know, mm-hmm. and the person that cast them aside then kind of re- employs them, but also should point out doesn't want them to succeed because it will make her look as if she yeah. was wrong. Yeah. So then, you know, she ramps up her um, other investigation, you know, and how vast the uh the, the the task force was if you want to call it that the amount of people that were involved with trying to capture bonnie and clyde and yet these two people um managed to do it and now uh, similar to you i've watched bonnie and clyde but it was years and years and years mm-hmm. ago i can't remember much about it if anything i was i was a kid when i watched it so and i it's one of those things that um i don't know much about bonnie and clyde i have to say um other than you only ever hear Barney and Clyde, don't you? I, I didn't. I had no idea about the people that essentially were behind trying to capture them yeah. uh, and eventually, you know, killed them. Um, so that was really interesting for me. And then I went onto uh, the internet and I started looking into that more. Um, you know, so I don't know how true to life this is, but again, at the end of the movie, it does show you the sort of like you know the real people and mm-hmm. tells you a bit about what happened to them, you know um afterwards and everything else so so that was cool um it i don't want to say it dragged a little bit but it kind of did in some ways i i just kind of i switched off for a bit you know what i mean with Hmm. with some of the movie um there, there were just sort of times in it where it just it didn't capture my every sort of you know, my, all of my interest, and I did switch off a little bit with it. That, again, that's not to say that it's a bad film at all, because I, I, I did enjoy it. I always like watching uh, Kevin Costner, uh, and it did remind me a lot of when I watched uh, The Untouchables. Crazy to think that that movie is 30-odd years oh, old. Um, you know, I remember watching that on VHS, and, uh, yeah, crazy. Because and, and you just think, you know, about when you played Elliot Ness uh, in that movie, Kevin Costner did, and, you know, so so it's great to see him in that. And there are a few good scenes where, you know, they kind of have moments where they're, uh, they're talking about what happened to them previously, like he's talking about, you know, how he became um, a Texas Ranger uh, with William Sadler. That was, like, really good. And then Woody Harrelson's talking about the, the night where he and, and Costner they went off and killed 50 odd people, you know, um, to, uh, so, and how it's affected him. So there's some really good stuff in there. Um, I, I'd still recommend it. I would definitely recommend it to people, uh, to go and watch. Um, it's, it tells the flip side of that story, which hmm. to my knowledge, I'm not sure if any other movie has done. So in that respect, it's good. And it, like you said, 
it kind of it doesn't even really show off Bonnie and Clyde until the very end. Does no. it? They're all they're all it... shown out out of focus yeah exactly um, or you'll see just you know the feet you know they get out of the car and you'll just see the feet you know it, it takes a while until you do actually see them properly yeah um so and it's only i suppose until you see the whites of their eyes uh, at, the, at the end and everything else so um but yeah the whole um the craze around bonnie and clyde around that time you know and like you said they were kind of i suppose portrayed as as uh robin hood figures yeah you know i mean yeah. they were sta- standing up for the the poor uh and sort of like sticking it to the man that kind of that's that's how they were looked at um and people even like women change their fashion yeah, uh you yeah. know uh, that's crazy isn't it that if you is think crazy. about it sort of like now it, I, I don't think it would ever happen would it i mean something like that. that would that ever happen god would, um, would all so would uh, all the, imagine the women today stop following you know trying to look like kim kardashian or whatever and go they all want to look like rose west it must <laughs> like... that's the first name that popped into my head <laughs> <Is> it... <as> well. <laughs> or harold shipman yeah you know um it's just uh but it so you know but it it's thumbs up definitely but i didn't love it as much as you did ah, yeah, yeah. i thought it, i thought it was good rather than great yeah well it's good that we both you know both of them were good films and uh yeah i of the two i prefer the highwayman uh but i did thoroughly enjoy both of them ah fantastic god there we did go. well with those picks didn't we there we yeah, go yeah definitely yeah let's see if we do it next time oh my god yes uh and the thing is it's not like you and tom where you uh, you know, with the decade of decadence shows, you generally pick something that you think it, it's likely that it's going to be a bit shit, isn't yeah. it? Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, like your latest pick, which because just because it's mentioned something about Rambo two, you think, oh, um, yeah. I mean, you haven't learned your lesson, have you, Dave? I Come haven't, on. have I? No, I shall continue to just <laughs> not learn from past horrific experiences. Uh, you know, just because the what was that Russian movie that you watched? Oh my god, thought, that was awful. It, it's described as the Russian Rambo. Yeah, and then that was a f- when me, when me and Tom couldn't get to the end of it. That I mean, that just says everything, really. If we can't watch it, that that was awful. But yeah, at least with these, we do try to pick something, you know, a bit more, a bit more classy. Well, you th- uh, yeah, I mean, you think that you know the stuff that what's out there. Uh, it's likely that it's going to be half decent. You'd think. I don't think we've picked many bad films, have we? No, so. no, not really. And it's good. The good thing about this double dip section is we always have two films that neither of us have seen before and that we can have a chat about at the end of the show so that's always a good way to to finish mm. the episodes off i think yeah so yeah be in- i'm interested to see what we're going to pick for the next one which will mm. be good i um, shall scour netflix and amazon yes, prime as we do and send, send you a list of movies that you're going to say yeah watched all the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've, I've already got my eye on what I might send to you. So, but we'll uh, we'll sort that out over the coming weeks. I'll get mm. that one done. Cool, um, cool. Right. Okay. Usual stuff. The end. Website. Uh, our awesome, awesome website where there are so many things. There's a lot more. I should say as well. A lot more video game reviews going up as well, mate. Because you, uh, as CEO of the video game department at Sixty Minutes with Towers. Um, sterling work obviously because you're doing so well you did demand the entire east wing of 60 minutes with towers which i gladly gave to you um mm. but yeah the the video game reviews that are going up on there are amazing mate aren't they mm, yeah i'm whipping everybody into shape uh so adam has been is 
pull his finger out of his arse. Uh, and he's, yeah, he's uh, pretty much all, I think, all of his reviews, apart from one, have been all VR related. So that's good because uh, he's a resident virtual virtuoso <laughs> like what i did there um uh, cole as well is as yeah. um a video game first impression on detroit become human and then i I sort of like whenever i finish a game now i write a review of it that's you know it's just something that i like to do now so the latest one that i finished was hellblade senuous sacrifice mm-hmm. which uh it's interesting i enjoyed sort of like writing about that because i think it's one of those touches on mental health and stuff that uh, enjoyed to get my thoughts down on paper uh, so to speak so uh, yeah we've got lots more in the pipeline and uh, yeah so I, I'm really proud of as always but you know with the video game stuff it's my bread and butter isn't it so yeah, more good. stuff to come yeah yeah so those and of course the usual movie reviews news I do say these on the soundcheck shows but again uh, please keep checking the news section as well especially if you like music because of get sent so much i do need to do a few more sound check them out shows get sent so much amazing music that just not got the time to put them into a sound check them out show so i put the news pieces up on the website and a video so you can you know you can watch the band you can listen to the band lots of great music on there uh, as well as the podcasts of course they're on there mm-hmm. as well um people know by now 60 minutes with uk numerical 60 like everything that we do contact us form on there uh, or you can e- email us direct contact at 60 minutes with uh, oh I should say we've had some emails I need to finish this episode read them out I forgot I should have got them prepped but I'll do that Ooh. in a second uh, some lovely uh, correspondence we do like hearing from people uh, also on there that's amazing yeah I know it's it's really nice I don't say we, you know we don't do this for any sort of fame or fortune because you're going to get neither doing a podcast unless you're already famous and rich uh but you're not gonna do it we do it because we love doing it but it's always nice to hear from people and we had a couple of lovely messages um mm-hmm. so yeah you can email us like uh, from there or direct there's the link to the merch we've got different t-shirts up on there i'm going to work out some new designs and put new different stuff up not just t-shirts there's cups and bags and all sorts of stuff uh you can do that you can also help support us as well if you buy from amazon uk uh, you can buy stuff through the all the links on our website. It doesn't cost you a penny more, uh, and we just get Amazon give us a little kickback. Um, so if you want to buy from Amazon, no matter what it is, just go through that. Like I say, it doesn't cost you a penny more. Uh, Twitter, so many uh, competitions still ongoing on our Twitter account. Follow that. Instagram account, that's where all the weird and wonderful stuff. I found another amazing autographed uh, LP vinyl. Uh, in my local charity shop so if you want to see shit like that and all sorts of weird stuff follow us on instagram i have started a sort of sister instagram account i've wanted to do this for years and years and years and i've finally done it and the instagram account is called on screen leg up and it's i take a picture i found one the other day i was watching uh we got sent uh, the house that dripped blood and amicus um anthology film that i've seen before i really love it and yeah, there was there was a leg up in there. If people don't know what it is. It's just you know where, uh, you know, an actor stands with one leg up on a chair, or the, in this case, it was Peter Cushing with his leg up on a tree, you know, a, the base. Excuse me, the the roots of a tree. So yeah, on screen mm. leg up. If you just want to see my silly account uh, with my obsession with with well on screen leg ups, basically. Uh, we've <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, doesn't it? We have also got a. 
uh, a Reddit community for anybody that uses Reddit. And I started this because the Facebook page that we had, I shut that down. I'm just, I don't have anything to do with Facebook. Um, ooh, way over a year ago now. I thought it'd be really good that if people just want to comment on individual episodes that we do. So if you go to Reddit and just search for 60 minutes with podcast again, numerical 60, and there's just, I just put a post on there with the, you know, the last one, like this one will be episode 175 entertainment show for blah, blah, blah. And then the stuff that we talk about, please feel free just to comment on whatever episodes you've listened to. If you want to just comment on it, if you want to ask a question and then it's really easy for us to find then going back to, to, you know, answer any questions further on. Nobody's put anything on there so far. We've got a couple of followers, I think, on it, but nobody's commented or asked a question so far. So if you want to be the first person to comment on our Reddit community, now's your chance. Go, mm. go to there and do it. Yeah. I just thought it was a good way for anybody just to leave us uh, leave us any feedback. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so we're pretty active on Twitter and stuff, aren't we? So that's... Uh... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but that's awesome. Mm. Uh, so what I'm going to do now is uh, I'm going to... Uh, do another edit and put something in here just while I find the correspondence that I should have sorted out earlier. Guys, guys, guys. <laughs> guys, I think I've solved our money problem. Yeah. I'm writing to my bank manager. See what you think, okay? Dear bank manager. Yeah? Well, that's it. <laughs> I'm quite pleased with it so far, though. Oh, well, it's a strong opening, certainly. I don't like the dare. Sounds a bit too much like, will you go to bed with me? Well, spot of Vivian, uh, what do you think instead? Oh, what about darling? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> darling bank manager. No, 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 not bank manager. It's far too crawly bum lick. <laughs> Tell it like it is. Put fascist bully boy. <laughs> darling fascist bully boy. That's nice, yeah, so far so good. So what do you want to say? Well, basically, I want to ask him if I can have, like, an extension on my overdraft, but I know there must be a better way of putting it than that. <laughs> well, what about, uh, give me some more money? Right. You, you bastard! <laughs> Don't you think that's a bit strong, do you? Ah, oh, Neil, people like that respect strength. Yeah, you're right. Uh, darling fascist bully boy, give me some more money, you bastard. <laughs> uh, love Neil. <laughs> love Neil? That sounds far too much like, come and get it like a bitch funky sex machine. Yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, what about yours sincerely? Oh, come off it, Neil. If you're going to be that sycophantic, why don't you go around there now and stick your tongue straight down the back of his trousers? <laughs> oh, no, no, I know, I know. Uh, why not, why not put Boom Shanka? Ah, that's hard to tell, Neil. What does it mean? It means, may the seed of your loin be fruitful in the belly of your woman. Aha! <laughs> uh -huh. And what makes you think your bank manager's a man? His beard. <laughs> He'll never understand, boom, Shanker. You'll have to write the whole thing out. Right, OK, here we go. Darling fascist bully boy, give me some more money, you bastard. May the seed of your loin be fruitful in the belly of your woman. Neil. <laughs> If that doesn't work, I don't know what will. Right, we're back again. Thanks to me uh, not being completely prepared. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Again, no surprise. Uh, yeah, like I said, with correspondence from people, uh, it's really nice to get to take the time uh, to write to us. Well, it's nice for people to listen to us anyway. 
uh, but then to take the time and get in touch with us. Uh, one, it's weird how things work. Like I said, with the Twitter account, you know, and all the competitions that we've been having and just winners are just purely chosen at random. They just, I could go into how we do it through the use like random.org and it's just, okay, it's, 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 it's a lucky dip for, for who wins everything. So then, you know, I tweet out to them, uh, contact us through our website, send us details, and then I pass their details on to whoever's supplying the prize. And um, so I got an email back. I'm, I'm not going to give surnames just in case they don't want the surnames, you know, on air everywhere. Um, I'll just use first names so you know who you are. Uh, so one of the people that won one of the um, Blu-rays that were given away uh, was a guy called Wayne. Uh, and then uh, he tweeted and he said, oh, you know, thanks for it. And he's a listener as well because i know a lot of the people that follow us on twitter don't listen to the podcast they, mm. they follow us because they want to win something because of all the bloody competitions that we do and fair enough you know it's okay i got you know no problem with that uh i think i'm going to do uh certain podcast only competitions though so that i know that people that listen to us get a chance as well okay yeah, yeah. And that's a warm with i'll go um so anyway i always reply you know thanks you know thanks for following us on twitter thanks for entering the competition congrats on the win uh, and so I got a, a lovely email that said, uh, hi, Dave, thanks again for the movie win. Uh, I'll put a tweet. Uh, I'll put up a tweet once I receive it. Uh, and then he said, it might, may not be for a while. It's just in the process of of, um, uh, of moving and so on. He gets it sent to his parents and, and so on and so forth. Anyway, he says, all the best. Keep on doing what you do. I know I'm just a random person from Internet land, but I really do appreciate what you and the team are doing over at 60 Minutes with Towers. I don't listen to many podcasts and it always makes my day when I see any of your content has dropped. Many thanks, Wayne. Oh, that's not my Wayne, is it? No, it is. I did think that at first. It's not, it's not your, it's not <laughs> my, your, your, my, my bitch, mate. Your my bi bitch, your, Wayne. Yeah, your bitch Xbox <laughs> friendly, best matey Wayne. No, it is another person <laughs> called Wayne. Ah, oh, cool. Well, he's got a nice, he's got a nice cool name. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, well, thank you for that. That's amazing, Wayne. Yeah. Because uh, uh, like you said, you know, we don't get many emails. So for somebody to, to take the time to do that, and it just so happens that he, you know, he's won something off us. Yeah. And also, he happens to be a, a listener. That's cool. Yeah, that made it even better still. I thought, oh, that's really nice. I'm so glad that, you know, somebody who listens to the podcast as well has won yeah. something. Yeah. So that's really nice. Uh, yeah, and I've had, yeah, I had a message um from a guy called Craig, had a couple of emails from him actually over the over the last few weeks, which is really nice. Uh, but the first one that we got um, was, you know, hi to us all. Uh, I've listened to all of your podcasts um, on and off as I like to binge listen at work. I started listening again recently from episode ninety eight and just finished. Wow! So he's listened uh, listened to them all and then gone back from ninety eight and listened again from ninety eight. <laughs> Uh, I hasten to add, though, that I'm not much of a music listener, uh, but very much a film watcher. The entertainment podcasts being my favourite. There you go. He's got, he's got good oh. taste, doesn't he, mate? You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. I am of your generation, Dave, uh, which brings me to the reason for this uh, email. Uh, and he goes on, he was sorting through a cupboard and knowing how much of a uh, Stallone fan you are. I found, brackets, I think, an original uh, poster printed in the USA of Cobra. Fairly good condition, um, what you got from a video hire store when it came out. And he's also got a 24-inch by 16-inch uh, drawing of the same film. And the only info he'd got was the artist's name that he'd signed on it. Uh, it was a guy in Birmingham, actually, that drew it. Mm. Uh, that's the only information he got. 
he said, I can send you some pictures of them uh, if you would like them, but thought as I have had them for many years and not seen the light of day on my wall as, since on my wall as a teenager, then maybe uh, for them to come to me, a good home rather than be shoved back in the cupboard would be better. Um, thank you for all the hours of entertainment since finding you after listening to the same coin mm. uh, and glad Chris joined the team to add to the laughs. I do get I do get some strange looks if I burst out laughing with my earbuds in. All the best, Craig. And then uh, less than a week later, I got a lovely package through the post with the Cobra poster in and the big Cobra drawing as well. That's amazing. Was, yeah, and he's yeah he's emailed a couple of times. A really nice guy. Listens to all the shows, like I said. Um, and it's amazing, you know. Like I said, we do these, and it's just you know we're just both sat at home, just having chinwag and having a laugh together, talking about what we love. And you do you sort of forget, don't you? That I think we said before that people listen, and then you know they're saying that we brighten up the work day because they listen to us at work, and it helps them get through the work day. And it's like that's really nice. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, it really is. So, oh, I'm so pleased. That's amazing. Ah, mm -hmm. yeah. So you know, if you want to send us emails, please do. Um, or like I said, with the Reddit, and you can just leave comments on any particular episode do that and we will of course sort of reply to anything that's left on there which is good mm. um so many shows lined up i said this is like the fifth one in a week uh there's definitely one interview show that me and tom are doing me and you might be doing one i'm still waiting to hear again for next week yeah uh, you were saying as well that you know that that remastered spotlight came out of course you've got more of them that you're going to do and yep. you said you've got a sound check show prepped as well yeah uh oh it's it's yeah there's a lot of content coming out yeah um, i think we've made up for our absence haven't yeah we? we do we do go quiet i know there's a big argument with people going they do like you know podcasts that are, you know should never be more than half an hour and should be you know once a week on the same day every week and so on um and we've we've done that in the past haven't we both of us have done you know that weekly schedule thing uh but it's it's bloody hard work <laughs> yeah i've no idea how for well not five years because we we didn't you know we were a bit inconsistent towards the end i guess but for pretty much the majority of that time I, we did a weekly show yeah. like you know and uh i have no idea how we how i, I would do that now i just don't i would I don't think I, I, I could do it now. You know, it's... Uh, no, I couldn't do it. So, no, that's... I mean, so it's... And, you know, I've, I think it's just as the kids get older and other responsibilities and everything else, no, I, I couldn't do a weekly show. But uh, we do them when we can, which is still fairly regular. I think we've got such a nice, diverse nature of shows as well that I think there's, within the month, there's usually something for everyone, isn't there? Yeah. Whether it's a, a music show, an entertainment show, a, a video game show, um, you know, a decade of decadence show, or a soundcheck show, whatever. It's there's all, there's something there for everybody within that month. So. Yeah, yeah. Because I know people. There's a lot of people that don't listen to everything that we put out, and they just pick and choose which particular format ones they like, and that's fine. That's great. Yeah, and um, a big shout out to um, Alan. I know we mentioned him already, but I know he's very similar to. Uh, to Craig and Wayne, you know, he, they whenever one of our shows drops, he, he gets quite excited, doesn't he? He so. does, and I know. Um, I think I when I tweeted out about the two double dip films for this episode, I think both of them got the the thumbs up from from Alan and Walt. I think they like both of them. Ah, cool. Yeah. Right. Shall we? Uh, shall we bugger off then and uh, enjoy the uh, the end of this Friday evening? Yes, I might go and wash my testicles. Yeah. 
actually, I think. I, I almost said I'll do the same, but I don't want people thinking, yeah, I'm going to wash your testicles as well. I would, You're more than welcome, Dave. Yeah, you know. fine. With mine, you could probably reach mine from where you are. They're that low now, mate. It's just, like, especially in the warm weather. Good God. I've got, to be, uh, I've got to be very careful how I sit down wearing shorts because, it, yeah, it can lead to a bit of, uh, bit of squashed, um, uh, bit of squashed testes, mate. I am going to have to um, get some more below the belt grooming cream because that is a, <laughs> in this weather it's a lifesaver. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, only five pounds or so from Amazon. Well worth it if you want nice fresh dry balls yeah. during the day then it's definitely worth your while a fiver for ball comfort mate is a bargain and then if if you do buy some then do it through our website because we can <laughs> you know we will we'll know that'd be even better yeah i should also point out that if you know if you do buy from amazon through the website yes we can see what has been bought we have no idea who has bought it so don't worry we've no idea who you are where you are or anything so, yeah, um, so it, just before you think, oh, I best not buy that vibrator, yeah. then it's fine. We won't Do know. We, we'd love it. We'd love to see that a vibrator or ball cream has been bought through our website. In fact, I'm going to do that now. I'm going to do, I'm going to buy some ball cream through our website. <laughs> <laughs> you know, below the belt. We should get them to sponsor us, really, shouldn't we? Yeah, we, we. I think we do need sponsors for each. We should get different ones for each format show. But yeah, below the belt would be a good one for these, definitely. Yeah, I am doing it right now as yeah. we speak. Oh, it's only, yeah, it's only five pounds. So, yeah. Bargain. There we go. Yeah, we'll let them know. All right, then, mate. Great talk to you as always. And, yeah. Uh, hopefully, everybody's enjoyed this and picked up on some good stuff that they uh, that they want to watch now. And if you do, like I said, let us know. Yes, definitely. Mm. And listen to podcasts as well. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So much stuff. So much stuff. Uh, right till the till the next time. Um, yeah. Again. I always I have this with the decadent decadence. Never know how to finish. I always leave Tom to it now. I just go, okay, bye, gone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's let's bye. put yeah, bye. <laughs> gone. <laughs>